Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Boss Travel Lounge. You're listening to episode 82. My name is Patrick. I'm joined by Seth. Say hi. Yellow. And Steve. Uh, so this... Okay, say, say hi. Say hi, Steve. You're, you're, you're ready for nah, a you... you know what? You know what? I want to say no, bye. Bye, bye everyone. Gone. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Stephen's who? intro. Happy birthday who? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, Stephen's intro. Nice and quick yeah, episode this week. Yeah, yeah good one. Thought, I, thought, good I'd, one. thought I'd mix it up for episode 82. And once again, egg on my face. Oh, well. Uh, so, uh, I guess ab- yeah, seeing, the seeing, as face. The egg- True. seeing as the uh, the egg is already <laughs> there, uh, do do we do we have uh, any any funny haha Samsung or or uh, donut related stories to share? Oh, I've, actually got, I've actually got a story that I think will make Stephen mad. Does it involve Samsung, Krispy Kreme, or is it just to make Stephen mad? Rip it's just to, it's just to make Stephen mad. I don't like this okay, story well, already. Steve, St- Steve has now said, rip my pants twice. You might as well just quickly get that story over with. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so- my, pants. my story? No, my story, Seth. You know what? I don't think it's funny anymore. I rip my pants at work today. It's, uh, so I had to sit weirdly cross-legged in this all-day training. It, it'd be like that sometime. Um, did, you, did you celebrate with a Krispy Kreme? <laughs> I think too many Krispy Kremes is a reason to rip big fella. Look, it's winter. It's Balkan season. Hey, we've all been there. We've all been there. Some of us are going through it. Let's. You, 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 eat one, you, you eat one uh, Krispy Kreme uh, uh, cookies and cream donut, you eat 12. You, you know how it is. Straight to the thighs. Um, <laughs> I did actually know. I did have some Krispy Kreme. Um, I went to Brisbane for a uh, friend's Bucks party. And in the airport, I got some. I got the, the, the cookie combo special, whatever it's called. So I got uh, two Krispy Kreme and a Chucky milkshake. And mwah, fantastic stuff. Look at this dude, just dropping that he's going to Brisbane like it's no problem at all. It was no problem at all. I went to the airport, they let me on the flight. I fell asleep <laughs> on the flight and I was it. I'm surprised they let you on an airplane yeah. after the last time. <laughs> I know, so I'm not allowed near airplanes, you're not allowed near schools. Um, I don't know what Pat's not Don't try to turn this on me. Australia. You were the one that wasn't allowed near schools. I'm pretty sure Patrick no. made that joke about you multiple times. Yeah, and I'm making it. I'm making it now. It's too late. First in, best dressed. I don't even like Smash story. Brothers. What? Oh man, we're in for a real riot. Oh, real the school thing was related to the Smash Brothers thing, not the first in. You know what? Doesn't matter. Okay, given how long Steve took to get that joke, this is gonna be a very long episode. Um, Seth, what was your story? Yeah, so I don't think I mentioned it. Um, I, well, I think it happened since last recording, but my Final Fantasy 16 Collector's Edition came in. Um, I've got that all nice and set up, but also because I've been feeding this game, uh, I used some of my tax money to buy the Final Fantasy 16 soundtrack, which is now on its way here. I don't even have oh, a CD player shit. to, uh, listen to oh, it. Oh god, I hate you so much. <laughs> I, I don't even have a CD player on my PC to burn it onto my PC, I just got it because I'm feeding <laughs> that hard. Please, please tell me you bought it on, like, vinyl or something, just to add extra... Extra salt no, to, no, to Steve's wounds. No, no, it's eight CDs. <laughs> eight fucking CDs. Holy eight. fucking shit. I've never seen someone as bad as money. You know what? This is Stephen Rant time. I, not only did you buy the collector's edition of Final Fantasy 16 from fucking Europe or whatever you got it for, from for like $500, um, you needed to play it day one. So you've got another copy of Final Fantasy 16. So you're up to two copies of Final Fantasy 16. Final Fantasy 32 for those following at home. Yes, continue. Um, you got an eight disc soundtrack um despite the fact that the soundtrack probably exists on youtube somewhere and you can watch it for free uh and you don't have a cd player holy fucking shit i'm 
man, I, I'm I'm stunned. I, I can't speak. I can't speak. How 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 mad would you be if you paid for the soundtrack and they just sent you a USB with all the with all the music? Uh -huh. I'd actually be really happy with that because that means I get to actually you know enjoy the music I uh, paid for. But it's like it's like one of those dodgy old Dick Smith like unbranded USBs, and they say put it into the computer. Trust me. Soul, soulful. Honestly, I'm all in for it. <laughs> I hate you. Put it on Steven's computer face first. On it. <laughs> it empties his Bitcoin wallet. Because his eyes are closed. Um, no, that's, did he get all that uh, Bitcoin from um, Insider Trading as well? <laughs> yeah, absolutely did. Uh, so, uh, how long will it take eight discs to arrive at your door, Seth? It's supposed to be, like, three days delivery, so I'm going to guess, like, probably next Tuesday or Wednesday. How much is, is there for? Is, is there a particular like, disc you're looking forward to the most? Oh, I'd actually have to go through the track list, because they've got a track list for all eight discs, but the last one is pretty good because it's got a bunch of unused music and music just for the fun of it. Like they've taken the Phoenix theme song that plays when you're doing that Phoenix versus Ifrit fight at the beginning of the game. And they just made it 8-bit. Come to me, Ifrit. <laughs> that, that, that's one of the full songs, Steve. That's an entire <laughs> disc. That's an entire disc of the soundtrack. Mm, hang on. Steph might be on something here, fellas. Yeah, um... I already forgot the rest of the question. Uh, how many dollar dues was it? Was, was Steve's oh, question? Oh, right. Um, it was like 80 for the... Um, oh, my God. 80 for the soundtrack and, and like 20 for shipping. And $20 for shipping. Oh, yeah. I'm having a panic attack. $100 for something you can't even physically play. I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Holy fucking shit. If you ever say something is more expensive again, I'm going to come over to your house and... And throw the fucking discs into my. Patrick, CD how good player. would this be, bits be if I just went and figured out the price just so I could make up a story to upset Stephen? <laughs> it's like, fucking. It wouldn't be funny at all because I know you've done it. We all know you've done it. Um, ten, ten what, yeah, but imagine the alternate scenario where it was fake and I was just upsetting you for the bit. I like how. Your, your version of the alternate scenario is the one where it doesn't make you look like a dumbass for spending a hundred bucks <laughs> on something you can't use. And you're yeah. like, imagine how funny that would be. Ah, uh, the joke's on you in the parallel universe. I didn't do this dumb thing and, <laughs> yeah. you're, and you're just mad. I'm yeah. like, oh, no, I got the exact intention I wanted out of it either way. hundred dollars to Seth. make me make cope on and see on a podcast. Come on. So, I'm going to have a panic Seth attack. Holy shit. Missing, missing a hundred dollars going, I have, the, I have the high ground because Steve's upset. <laughs> It's true. Anything to make Stephen upset is the high ground. You know what? You know what would really upset me, Seth? Give me $100. No, because you're $100 richer at that point. No, nah, but I'd fucking hate to get any money from you, man. I reckon you just send it to me. And man, you, you listen to the rant I go on. Holy shit. You know Steve. what? Send me your Final Fantasy edition. <laughs> your Spec Collector's edition. <laughs> send it give, me your, give me your stuff. You don't have a PS5 <laughs> to play it. Give me, there you go, Seth. You prompted my next fucking thing I was going to ask for. Well, give me, give Steve, me everything. Steve, you, know? you need, you need a hundred bucks to feed your family, and it's like, it's like live or die. It's, it's getting really close, and you, and you desperately reach one hand out to, to Seth to, to borrow a hundred dollars from him, and instead he hands you back disc six of the eight disc Final Fantasy sixteen soundtrack collection. What do you do? <laughs> I eat that, I guess. Nom 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 CD. Nom 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 nom. I'll give him the pre-order sticker that came with it. <laughs> Wait, so there's so there's eight CDs, isn't there? 
Yeah, eight CDs, and it's like so over two hundred tracks. <laughs> CDs nuts, eh? You know Fucking what? Idiot. Seth might have lost a hundred bucks, but I think Steve might have won that one. <laughs> it's close. I don't know. It's he, close was, he was admitting to having a panic attack. I'm still feeling pretty good. Yeah, you got a CDs nuts joke. Fucking idiot. <laughs> I got him. Whoa. All right, panic attack over. All right, um, cool. You're uh, bad in, with money. Uh, I guess uh, in, in my... Uh, let's let's have Steve have a panic attack uh, story. Uh, I saw Spider Verse again <laughs> in cinemas. How many times yeah, did that make it? <laughs> uh, that that is now the third time I have seen it in cinemas. But but you can actually like like watch it yourself though. Like it's not just going to sit in your house well, or something. Actually, Steve, I don't have a theater with which to go and watch uh, Spider Verse uh, on the ticket that I purchased. So, but you I, but you could experience the medium you played for. I mean, I could eat the ticket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, as in experience, as in like you, <laughs> you paid for a movie and you watched a movie. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, and let me tell you, 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 uh, it really hits different on the, on the third viewing. Um, it was one of those like- You said that uh, about the second viewing. Yeah, well, like, it hits different <laughs> again. You can have different twice, dumbass. Um, no, it was, it was, it was cool because uh, first time I just went to watch it because I wanted to go and watch it. Second time, a friend was a friend was visiting, and they're like, oh, "I'm not sure if I've seen Spider. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to see Spider Verse in cinemas." And I'm like, "All right, we're going to go watch Spider Verse." And that was the second time. And then the third time, a friend was up and visiting, and they were like, "Oh, I'm probably run out of time to see Spider Verse in cinemas. Check my phone. There's a showing in an hour and a half. Let's go." <laughs> it was a good time. Yeah, you know, that's actually has very solid reason to go see it for a third time. Yeah. How how packed or. Well, rather, how empty was the cinema when you went for the third time, actually? Because it's was, getting to the near its end of its run cycle, so I imagine it was it pretty dead. It, it, I've seen deader, which is a weird thing to say. Uh, it, well, there, was the, there was the two of us and then maybe six other people in the cinema, which, I mean, for, for like one random Wednesday evening, not bad, for one that's now been out for... When did it come out? Early June? Was that six weeks? Five, six yeah, weeks? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. That's actually a good run. Movies usually just stay in there for about two seconds and they're gone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, still very good. Um, anyway, I just, I, I, I just, I just wanted to share that because uh, Spider-Verse is still, still an excellent film. <laughs> also, um, this is a reminder for everybody at home and for my friend host, my friendly host as well. Oh, yes. Um, it's time to give your Snorlax dinner time on Pokemon Sleep. Oh. What, what, what are we eating? Oh, wait, let me guess. You're feeding him disc six of the Final Fantasy 16 soundtrack, aren't you? No, I handed him disc yet. four this time. <laughs> Steve, Steve, it's not a TM. It's not a TM. You, you, can't, you can't teach Snorlax sing. That's not how this works. Oh, hang on. Actually, can Ooh. you? Um, I don't think so, no. No. It's, it's literally like you wake up, you get your sleep score, you get a bunch of points, and it's like, okay, that's it. See you tomorrow. No, I think he means no, no, teaching his mean, sleep. Um, yeah. Snorlax, I'm pretty sure, goes oh. to sleep and doesn't put other things to sleep. I think no, no, that's I mean, its I mean, gimmick. Like, you, you, can, you can teach it rest. I, I, I get that. I'm wondering if you can teach it sing. Um, definitely no sleep talk. I anyway. think, yeah, I don't think it would get that. I'd Fair get enough. cooking. What, what am I cooking? Um, the old, the old uh, what, 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 um, what, what, what's, what's the set? The old curse, rest, sleep, talk, earthquake? Is that the one? Uh, something like that. Don't Good know. times. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe facade for the stab. I don't, I don't know. Um, actually, does that? Yeah, it doesn't look does like Snorlax is in the um, list of Pokemon that can learn sleep. Can uh, it's not sing, sing, I mean. Sleep. Can, what happens if Snorlax is asleep and it uses facade, but, it, but because it has the sleep status, does it get double power? 
I'd be, it'd be asleep. Like, you'd have to use sleep talk and then sleep talk would have to use facade. Yeah, but would it still proc? Yeah, of course it would. It's got extended Mad. condition. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. Man, um, that's anyway. fucking crazy, man. <laughs> that's crazy. Believe, that's wild. And- <laughs> man, Pokemon be hitting different when you, when you discuss it on the, on the pod with the boys. Especially when you're uh, asleep. Around the, the lunch for this week, uh, other than crying and seething, Steve, what have you been up to this week? Um, I, uh, through Microsoft Rewards, um, paid for, and I say that in, in quotation marks because I just got these two rewards points. Bobby Kotick's um, new Bentley. Look, I'm just feeling he's a bit hard done by recently. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Um, I'm going to I increase the volume for that part. <laughs> Bastard. Um, I've been playing the DLC for Vampire Survivors. I've been playing it for like a- Oh, yeah. On and off for the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, uh, it's, it's very cheap, the DLC. Um, let's start at that. Um, but yeah, I'll get into a bit of a deep dive a bit there a bit later. Ooh, okay. Looking forward to that. Uh, as someone who has- Touched a little bit of the DLC, but has not finished Vampire Survivors, nor the DLC. Can't wait to get into that. Seth, what have you been up to? I have been playing more of Pizza Tower and more of Final Fantasy 16 to nobody's surprise. Uh, Pizza Tower, I actually finished. Um, got some thoughts on that one. Did you tower the pizza? No, the pizza towered me. Oh, okay. This and is, is very different. Like a game. weird type of thing when you like you're Eiffel Towering. Someone, <laughs> your pizza oh, no. towering. To get like eight people in a circle. No, no, it's the leaning tower of pizza because it always leans a bit to the left. Am I right? Ah, uh, well, hang on, let him cook. <laughs> it's got a bit of a curve, actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this guy. <laughs> Mine's an S shape. Good luck, my name. <laughs> no, no, it's one of those. It's one of those stylized S's. You know the one that's like it's like the 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 six the cool the, it's like six straight lines. Yeah, yeah, the cool S, the one that everyone learned to do in in uh, primary school. You know, I'm really glad to see that that's still a trend that happens to this day. Yeah. The youth are fucked. We all know that. Anyway, um, that's cool. Uh, I have gotten to the end of the story for God of War Ragnarok. I saw the, I saw the credits, but there is apparently a true ending, which I'm slowly working towards. Uh, I'm, I have done everything other than Svartalheim. Sven. Seffelheim. There we go. Uh, I've done everything other than Seffelheim. Um, Seffelheim, of course, known for its, its, its densians of heavy, of heavy specimens, just like our favorite co-host. Um, but I, I will give a, a, couple, a couple quick thoughts about that uh, and, and probably save uh, the rest of the thoughts until I actually finish. And then we have another really fun, totally not super long 45 minutes of Patrick Ranting uh, episode, possibly next week. Um, why don't we... Chat Pizza Tower. Sure. I can do that. It's not like I was just in the middle of writing down my notes for Pizza Tower and the game of the year list. Well. And, and I'm not delaying by putting in a check mark of when I have to cut for Pizza Tower and the timestamps. <laughs> I um, mean, failing, failing that, I can talk about how much I, I can't talk about God, the end of God of War Ragnarok. No, no, I'm good now. Um, okay. Yeah, no, Pizza Tower is really good, actually. Like... It's one of the um, indie darlings of the year, and I can see why. It's really fun. It's really addictive. Um, levels, like, it's got that, like, really high adrenaline gameplay. Like, I think I described it last week. If I didn't, then I'm going to say it now. It's like a playable panic attack. Um, oh, Steven, this is Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, do you have to pay 100 bucks? 
No, um, actually, how oh, much no, should wait, I pay wait, for wait, Pizza Tower? Sorry, sorry, no, like, no, because it's 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 a panic attack. So, do you have to watch your friend? Sorry, that's also. Do you have to watch a a fellow co-host spend a hundred bucks? Is that what a it's, person it's, it's, you sh- a person you have to spend two and a half hours with a week? <laughs> no, it's, Le- it's legally going- required. <laughs> It gives um it gives Steven a panic attack because I only bought this at twenty five percent off instead of seventy five percent off. Man, two panic attacks in one episode. Steve, how are you feeling? Not good. I'll be honest with you, friends. You, you know, good. you know, if you if you had a donut for every panic attack this episode, you're just one milkshake short of a crispy and cream uh do- donut shake combo. I'm also another fucking cr- a milkshake short of like ripping some more pants. Uh. <laughs> You know what? They also sell the soundtrack for this game on Steam, and that soundtrack was pretty banging. Does the soundtrack come in eight discs? Eight discs, CD form. Is it, no, is it one un- disc, but you cut it into eight? Unfortunately, you know, actually, it is I'm digital gonna, and has 73 tracks. You know, 73 you know tracks for $15 isn't actually that bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um... <laughs> I have nothing else to say. I'm just going to get revved up again. Um, so, so the soundtrack is very good, isn't it? You were saying? I remember you yeah, saying last the week. soundtrack is amazing. Um, you can tell that the people that made this uh, soundtrack really love Sega games because it uses a lot of the same samples that you'll find in Jet Set Radio or Sonic CD. Oh, um, fucking fantastic. Jet Set. Yeah, Jet Set Radio influence is really high in this. Um, it, it's really good all the way through the game. Um, the only issues I really have is that the game's super short. Um, it, it's made for replaying a lot and going for better and better ranks in every level. Um, and the elusive P rank in a level is to just keep the combo the entire time and do the second lap on, your, uh, on the run. So you have to make sure that you don't drop a single mm. thing. Um, you just keep, keep, the, keep the run going as perfectly as possible. When you, when you say um, don't drop, what, what, what are you not dropping? Other so, than babies, don't drop them. Bad so whenever you, whenever you collect something or run into an enemy, like kill an enemy, um, that adds to your um, score, multipl- uh, score multiplier. Like, oh, well, score combo, I should say. Um, and then you can also find like little ingredients uh, all through the level, like little pieces of pepperoni and stuff like that to, um, to uh, keep the timer up. Like it keeps refreshing the timer before the combo resets, and so you just got to go through the entire level and make sure that the combo never drops. Like always, making sure sure that throughout the entire level you've kept the combo from beginning to end, killing every enemy along the way, um, getting every main ingredient along the way, every secret. Um, yeah, it's it's rough to do the perfect runs, to say the least. Um, but yeah, it's. The main uh, complaint I have is that there's only like 20 levels, I think, maybe less. Um, give me a second. Four, eight, 12, Hang on, 16. Yeah, 20 levels, 20 levels, five worlds. The fifth world was three levels before the boss fight and then did the fourth level. Um, so yeah, uh, 20 levels and five boss fights, which is fair. But with how short the stages are, um, it does feel like a fairly short game, and it is leaning very heavily in that go for better runs, um, and find the secrets. Um, I finished the game with a total score of seventy-one percent, and the percentage increases with the more secrets you find, um, the better ranks you do in every level, 
and just being able to collect everything throughout the levels as well. So I believe I can get to 100% without having to P-rank every level. Um, and P-ranking every level will push that up to 101%. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, it's- Does the P stand for pizza? I think I made this joke last week, actually. You yeah. did. You just have cut that out. <laughs> the P stands for pizza and perfects. Um, I'd like that the result, uh, every result screen in the game, um, each rank gives like a different expression for um, Pepino. Like the P rank is him doing a JoJo pose while an A rank is him giving a thumbs up saying it's pretty all right. Um, a C rank is kind of dejected. I forget what the B rank looks like. But yeah, overall, um, really fun game, really... I want to say stylish, even though it looks like an MS Paint shit post. But because <laughs> it looks like an MS Paint shit post, it is a it is stylish, stylish thing in its own right. Yeah, like no other game looks like this. And yeah, it's really enjoyable to go through. The and what really helps as well is that the controls are super fluid. Like for a little while, I was playing like holding down the sprint button and holding down the direction I was going, and around the third world, I found out, oh, you don't actually need to hold down a direction. Once you're sprinting, you can just let go. And that makes turning back and forwards uh, like a lot easier um, because you just have to hit the opposite direction you're going. Or if you want to do a dive bomb, just press down and yeah, it, it's on the PS5 controller. I think this is more like a PS5 controller issue. Um, going from left to right on the D-pad is kind of finicky because sometimes you'll hit up or down on them. Like, it's very, really rare that it'll happen, but it happens, um, it did happen often enough that it was kind of annoying me. So figuring out, oh, you can just hold down the sprint button and then use the direction pads when you need to is, it, um, helped a lot with that. And that's kind of like a nice quality of life thing as well because just holding down the direction you need to go the entire run of the level can also kind of be a bit painful on the fingers. I see. Um, uh, and yeah, so also um, one last thing is that um, every level has uh, some sort of gimmick behind it, which adds to a lot of the variety to the game as well. Like one of the last levels is pretty straightforward, but um, I like in terms of like your controls, but it's uh, in a um, it's in a like Chuck E. Cheese parody, and it's doing the whole um, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's gimmick of you need to stay quiet, otherwise you'll wake up the animatronics and they'll come and murder you. And you make it all the way through to the level until you get the power of a shotgun to uh, take out all those um, all those animatronics on your like running backwards through the level segment. <laughs> and then there's there's like another there's another level where um you're just running through a castle and so you have to pick up the um the sword from the stone and it 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 covers uh, Pepino in um knight's armor and you can't sprint anymore but uh, whenever you do a downwards thrust attack you just when you hit a ramp um you just go sliding through the entire level and lose control of yourself and the only thing you can do is jump to avoid um clashing into a wall. So there's a lot of like different unique gimmicks for the levels like that that makes it really enjoyable and mixes up every level as you're going through. So my question is, now that you've spent this long with Pepino, would you eat a Pepino pizza? 
nothing in the game has given me an indication of how well Pepino makes pizzas, but I'm willing to trust him with my life. <laughs> Works for me, I guess. Works for me. Um, did this game give you some really big cravings of pizza? Not really. Um, you'd think so, but uh, th- because since the pizza is a villain, I kind of want to avoid it. Yeah, okay, that's fair. What, you don't eat away your problems like the rest of us? No, I eat away my problems, not your problems. Our problems. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Soviet bugs when you need them? Um, no, that's cool. Uh, so, uh, first of all, I don't remember if you touched on it, but any DLC slash post-game stuff other than the 101%? Uh, no, it's just a lot of going for the 101% and replaying levels for better scores. Yeah, fair. Uh, is that something that you envisage doing, or do you not feel super compelled to? Um, I'm not going to go for the perfect score, I think, unless, like, I'm really fiending to do it, but I think I could perfectly cap myself off at just doing, like, an A or an S rank on everything and being done with that, because it does get really rough to try and get the, um, the P rank. Like, even for, you you even need to P-rank boss fights, and those require that you do those without getting hit, and some of those um, boss moves kind of get really insane to avoid. I see. Like, a lot oh. of um, screen-filling garbage. Yeah. It tailors all this time. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of screenshots of this game around. I'm not sure if you've convinced me because it's like still a cheap game and stuff, but and it isn't available on Xbox Game Pass, so maybe I won't play it. <laughs> it is hard to convince you to uh, to play anything that isn't on Game Pass. Very true, very true indeed. But like, but it, and maybe because it's a two D platformer, I'm into it. Yeah, this is um, this is more along the lines of like when me and Patrick were competing in Neon White. It's just like really fun, fast gameplay. Going for that, like, speedrunner itch, or even, like, yeah, basically speedrunner itch. Just try to get through the level as fast as possible while doing everything you can to keep the combo up. It's that sort of game, and if that appeals to you, then this is a really good game for that. I assume the game does have friend leaderboards. I don't know, actually, because I didn't didn't check um, for that. Lack of friends, or just didn't occur to you? It just didn't occur to me. I have, oh, okay. um, I have a couple of friends that own the game, and one of them seems to have played it quite a fair bit. Um, yeah, no, that's actually something I'd need to load up the game and double-check at some point. It also well, keeps track of how many times you've been hit um, throughout the game. Uh, and one of the um, tutorial pizza grandmas tells you that if you let Pepino get hit too many times, you'll get sent to hell. Wow. Uh, Are you you in hell? Are you currently recording from hell? I'm not, but the moment I finished the game, Pepino uh, called the police on me for for letting him get hurt too many times. That's kind of fair, actually. If you're just watching someone get, you know, hit over and over again, eventually it does become your responsibility. It it does. And, um, I I guess I'll quickly check this in now as well. The game has um, some creepypasta elements to them. Or even like jump scare elements to it, like um, 
One of the things in the just a general HUD is that in the top right corner, you've always got like this uh, TV screen of uh, Pepino's reactions to things. Like he gets excited when the combo's up. He's like really concentrated while you're sprinting, or if you're just staying there, he's looking really um anxious and nervous. Um, every ten hits, they flash on that uh, TV screen some sort of um some sort of creepy pasta thing. Uh. One of them that I remember being like this guy with a red face and a suit popping up and like tying up his tie with the message you've um you've let Pepino Bean hit X amount of times and then um later a lot later in the chain um it's just a black screen with like a mouth and eyes darting all over the place um uh-huh. I believe. I believe there's only 10 of those screens, so they stop when you get to- they, they start cycling once you get past, um, being hit 100 oh, times. But also, um, another one that I haven't done, but I've read online is that if you leave the title screen running for 40 seconds, uh, without pressing a button, like, when- when you load up the game the first time, um, uh, Pepino's just standing in darkness and you see him, like, just blinking. And you have to press a button to turn the lights on and get like all the save select screens coming up or the options menu. If you just let him sit in darkness for about 40 seconds, Pepino will do a jump scare and then forcibly uh, quit the game. That sounds fake. There's no way. Yeah, I don't believe that. That's the sort of lie I would tell someone about Pizza Tower (laughs) just to get fake engagement. I wish it was, but I verified it by watching multiple videos about it happening to other people. They're all they're all fake. The you're falling into Papa John's big pizza trap. But his name's Pepino, not Papa John. <laughs> Pepino is Italian for Papa John. I don't know how to tell you this. The 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 rabbit hole goes deep. Goes deep, my friend. Stay safe. Stay safe. Um, no, that that sounds cool. Um, overall, out of ten, uh, where do you, where do you land? Um. Seven, like around the same point that I gave Celeste. I real, but this is more like I really enjoyed it. There's just <laughs> there's not enough there. I also gave Celeste a seven, but I really enjoyed Pizza Tower. <laughs> it, it's it's for a different reason in that I really enjoyed it, um what's here for um Pizza Tower. It's just that there wasn't enough here to um give it higher. I feel while Celeste was that was fine. But there was a lot there. <laughs> um, and so if Pizza Tower had as much content as uh, Celeste did, this would score higher than Celeste would have. Damn. Fair enough. Uh, any final thoughts from either Yousef or questions from you, Steve? Otherwise, I think we can move on. Uh, uh, let's move on. Yeah, it's... I've said my piece. It's not, $30. Not it me. goes on sale often enough. I think it's very worth the price as it is. Um... Highly, highly suggestible if you're into those sort of 2D platformer speedrunner games. Fair enough. Uh, I will give a very brief update on Ragnarok. Uh, Ragnarok happened. We won. Uh, we did it, kids. We saved the city. <laughs> I, I genuinely made that joke at the end of the game. Because like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm playing it through with a friend and so we're sitting in Discord watching uh, the events unfold and I, I literally said that. I said, we did it, Patrick. We saved the city. So I gotta gotta ask the big question for me. Um, Wait, wait, wait. Spoiler spoiler alert warning, yes, no? Um, I can do it in a non-spoiler way if you want. Okay, no, spoiler alert, we're gonna talk about the ending of God of War Ragnarok. Skip forward probably five minutes. All right, 
Well, the timestamps will be Steve's in the description. Never, yeah, yeah. Steve, Steve's never going to play it, so I mean, just, just, just I'll play it eventually. It. It's never coming to Game Pass. I don't know how to tell you this. Oh, then yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> It'll be on the Sony Game Pass when he eventually gets a PS5. Uh, will I get the Sony Game Pass? Probably not. Anyway, continue. Anyway, did you see the tear twist coming? Oh, no, I did not. But in hindsight, so that, that was a beautiful piece of storytelling because I didn't see it coming. But in hindsight, seeing how everything lined up made so much sense. Yep, and- I've, I've gone through um, and seen like all the scenes afterwards. And it's like, oh, yeah, all the pieces were in place here. Even the subtitles are hinting at it the entire game. I don't. I didn't play with subtitles. What, what was the subtitle hint? Um, the subtitle hint is that whenever people talk about tear, they have an an uh, accent over the Y. But whenever tear is talking, there's nothing there. It's just T Y R. That's so cool. Huh. I actually like that as a as yeah. a hint. That's cool. Um, it's no, right so, on your face, and no one knows about it. So what's what's really funny with that is that I so all of that happened. Finished Ragnarok. Enjoyed the game. All of that stuff. And then at the end, I was thinking about it. And so I, I, was, uh, I was thinking about Googling, is Tyr dead, God of War Ragnarok? And then I don't remember what stopped me. It was like an email or something that I, that I ended up responding to and I just forgot about it. And then I played through some of the post-game stuff and then found the Asgardian prison in Helheim where yeah. Tyr was. And like the, the shock of, like, it was like the Wojak face of just like, I can't believe not only did they twist that that wasn't Tyr, but they double twisted in that he's still alive and he's here. Yeah, I think at some points they also say that Odin can't uh, mimic something that doesn't exist or is like is dead. So Tyr has to be alive for him to be able to mimic his uh, um, appearance. Hmm. But that was that was a really a really cool tie-in uh, to to come back to it. But yeah, no, that was that was a beautiful piece of writing. Uh, the only the only little plot twist that. Uh, my mate pointed out, which in hindsight makes a lot of sense and is kind of annoying, is that uh, when uh, I don't remember the the the, the little orb that uh, Sindri gives Atreus, and it's it's the smoke bomb, the 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 dwarven smoke bomb. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the one that basically gives him a portal home. Yeah, the the one that he throws down with the mask. So he still had Ingrid uh, on his back. Wait, Ingrid, the the sword. Yeah. It, it is Ingrid, isn't it? I think so. I believe it's or, Ingrid. Or, or, or something, something that sounds like Ingrid. He, he still had the sword. Um, when he tosses the smoke bomb, he keeps the mask, but he doesn't keep the sword. And so we're, we're traveling through Muspelheim, and then my mate just goes, what happened to his sword? And I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> because, because then at the start of Ragnarok, um, uh, Frey, um, Frey... Freya? Freya. Yeah, Freya. Yeah, Freya. Freya. Um, Freya's like, hold on, uh, hold on one second. I just need to get my sword, and then gets Ingrid, and then proceeds to go and fly with it, uh, which which was funny. And it was like, all right, so they've kind of resolved it, but valid point, kind of plot holy that, that Ingrid didn't come with them via the smoke bomb, uh, but the master did. Um, but the the other funny one was uh, in the walking around before the credits play out section of of like meeting everyone and like you know you survive. Congratulations, the 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 sort of we we did it patrick we saved the town piece uh everyone's like man i'm so sorry what happened to brock it's terrible uh, uh you know the, the hole will never be repeat uh, uh, like the hole will never be filled 
Uh, we're going to go and have a funeral for him, all this other stuff. And then it took until I went, went back and started trying to go through and 100% the areas for the, the final, like, super true ending. Uh, Do you actually when... need to 100% all the areas, or can you just go and see it? You, you, you can just go and see it, but I, I want to go and see it to be the final thing that I do in Ragnarok. Okay, yeah, that's uh, fair. And to line up getting the Platinum Trophy with it, so it's, it's not, not a huge amount of effort past that. Um, but uh, walking around, and, and it's, it's an off-the-cuff remark from, uh, I want to say Ellie from Borderlands 2, but the, the dwarf, the, the, the female dwarf that replaces Sindri at the shops. I don't remember, yeah. her name. I don't remember any of their names. Anyway, um, yeah, she's I don't just remember like, her name either, unfortunately, she, but she's really she, fun. Yeah, she is. She's great, but, but uh, it's like the first time, and she's like, hey, Freya, I just want to say, sorry about your brother. And it's like the first time any character's been like, oh, yeah, no, he died. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, I legitimately had that question, because the cutscene plays out, and it's like, it looks like he's sacrificing himself, but no one brings it up. Everyone's like, man, I'm, I'm so sorry about Brock, all this other stuff. And then, like, no one goes... Uh, like, man, we should really hold a service for, uh, for Freya. And instead, it's just like, the blacksmith's like, oh, bad. Sorry that happened. <laughs> and then everyone moves on. Yeah, um, and he but, went out like, he went out a hero. Yeah, too. yeah, he went out an absolute king, and everyone's just like, yeah, thanks, man. Anyway, so Brock. <laughs> I guess it's just uh, more as, like, as a player, you're more emotionally attached to Brock. I guess. But, uh... But so, I, I, uh, want, I also want to just quickly bring up, holy shit, Sindri seals a show in, like, just the voice acting department once uh, Brock uh, dies. Like, everyone yeah. talks about how solid of the acting for Atreus and Kratos and everyone else is. No one gives Sindri the credit he deserves because he absolutely. was- He absolutely nailed everything after Brock's death. He did. He did. That, that, that was- it was really, really cool playing it through. Um, uh, there, there will be a time for a longer conversation uh, around all the sort of ups and downs. There's more that I want to get into, particularly with some of the stuff in the end game. But uh, overall, really enjoyed Ragnarok. Biggest negatives are my stubbornness in beating bosses, where uh, I, I think the playtime when, uh, when, when the game was finished was about 53 or so hours. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think I got the platinum around there or around the 60 hour mark. Yeah, and so and so we've now spent a few more hours uh basically just collecting everything, 100%ing stuff. Um finally 100%ed bloody um Vanaheim. Oh man. <laughs> Poor, that's a that's a big area. That's a um, big map. It's a big area. Uh but still yeah, all, all the content's good, but yeah, of the of the fifty whatever hours that we did finish the game in, the fact that, uh, well, I guess it's the it time we're, we're basically approaching sixty hours now. Take that uh, with, with what you will, but uh, the uh, Berserker fights, Queen of the Valkyrie, um, all that stuff. There's been about nine hours to fighting about three bosses. Can I? Can I? Can I? I am, add that I am not um... proud of. Can I add that doing the, uh, the Moosefulheim, no, not Moosefulheim, um, the, the fire one. Moosefulheim. Yeah, okay, right. yeah, it is Moosefulheim. Um, yeah, doing, doing all the challenges for Moosefulheim is really annoying because of how many times you have to go back and forth and back and forth and do the same three trials over and over again, but in different, like, 
You did this one first and then do that one second. It's different combinations. Yeah, different combinations of them. It's it's padding for the sake of padding and I didn't like it. Yeah, I agree. Uh and final final thing, as I say, long conversation probably coming next week. Uh seems like the internet is divided between which is harder, between King Berserker or Queen Valkyrie. Which one did you find harder? If if either of them. I don't remember. It's it's been six months since I've did, done it, so I don't really remember which one I found harder. I think mm. it might have been the Queen Valkyrie, but don't don't like hold me to it. I took so the first time I fought Queen Valkyrie, I got her below half HP, and eventually beat her after getting her to one HP three times. And I do mean about one HP. Like yeah, one yeah, hit I feel like that died. happened quite a few times with her, actually. You get her down to, like, the last little bit of health, and she just refuses to die. Yeah, and then she's like, hold on, I'm just going to stomp on your neck, but not in the hot way. Um, and so that What happened, do you mean not but- in the hot way? There's always a hot way. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> um, so I uh, managed to take her out after 30 minutes. 30, th- 30 minutes and some change. So overall... Pretty good. King Berserker took me about two and a half, three hours. <laughs> was was not a fan. Oof. Uh, but yeah, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, d- like, should I have just cut my losses and gone to bed and, and woken up refreshed and then tried it again? Sure. Would it have been as good of a story? No. <laughs> it's one of those, I'll go to bed when I beat this boss. And then three hours pass. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's the God of War update. Um, long, longer discussion coming, but but overall, overall, very good game. Uh, lots of very very big highs, but a couple of very very lows. Um, talk about it more next next week. Um, why don't we jump to Vampire Survivors? Okay, that's a funny way of saying it. it thank um, you. I I am the funny guy. Eh, as long as you think that, I guess. So, Vampire Survivors, you know it, I know it. Um, did you survive? I did. I did, in fact, actually. Uh, so, they had DLC that came out a while ago, and it was essentially, uh, it's one ninety nine, I believe. I think it's actually two forty nine for the Australian stores. Um, I can't believe you paid $249 for DLC for a game that was only like 12 bucks. Nope. Not, that's not how it... Um, that's not how it works, my friend. Wait, wait, wait. You're, uh, saying, you're saying the DLC was $2.49? Yes. $2.49. And I didn't pay a single cent to that because it was Microsoft reward. Um, but you've got to remember as well, Vampire Survivors, its whole shtick is that, it, um, is that it's a cheap, small, self-contained game. Uh, doesn't promise to be anything more. Doesn't promise to be anything less. Uh, and I, power to it. Is a very, it's fucking fantastic. Um, and it's, oh, anyway, uh, so this, these DLC, um, there's two DLC. There is, uh, the Tides of the Pascari and the Legacy of the Moonspell. Uh, and they're both very, I'm tempted to use the word small, but I know that is a gross misrepresentation because of the way that this game works. Uh, so essentially what they do is that it introduces, um, I'm pretty sure both of them do, unless I'm mistaken, uh, they both do eight new characters. Yes, they both do eight new characters and 13 new weapons, uh, and including the 
evolution of those weapons. So it's 13 in total. Um, so their weapons are pretty good. They do some new things like in um, Legacy of Moon spells, there's these four season spell, which is like every different corner of the screen. It does, um, it does like a new effect and it can wipe out things. And uh, there's also the Silver Wind, which is like a, a weird sword thing, I think, that takes uh, like hearts away and stuff. So it does do a bunch of like neat, interesting stuff. Um, however, uh, it only really introduced, well, both of these only really introduced two new uh, stages. Uh, and to be fair, in their defense, it is their fantastic. Uh, levels and stages, and they've got a, little, a bit more of intricacy than the normal levels do. Like, for example, in um, the Abyss—sorry, uh, Mount Moon spell—it is a bunch of. It's, it's like a big castle, uh, and the big castle is like this different. It's a big castle with like including the grounds and all that type of stuff. So it includes things like there's like an outside area. There's within the castle. There's like a hedge maze. There's there's a whole bunch of stuff, uh, and I really think that it. I don't want to use the word impressive, um, but it is very, very cool the way that it does it uh, in a way that is unique and it makes the levels feel different to the normal, oh, you've got four directions, go, or in some directions here, you can only go up or down, and that sort of bit. It is really fun and interesting. Um, and just the way they present these levels to you and to get some of the... Um, the secrets within the level, you have to go a certain direction because the direction only really goes, uh, it's not one way, but it's like there's, there's path and mapping and all that kind of stuff that you have to go on. Um, which I think is fucking fantastic. I thought it was really good. Um, yeah, but, some, but when you first get dropped into those levels, you don't really understand the way that it's going to work. Um, because like you, you don't expect the levels to have, or sorry, the stages, I should say stages, to have that level of detail and to have that path finding. And to their credit, they do have a map that they use, oh, sorry, that you can acquire, but you've got to go find that map first. And when you find the map, it's like it actually details the way to go and all that type of thing. And, and that is pretty cool. Um, but it just, it can, maybe because I, I got the 100% before I played the DLC, it felt like as if it was like overwhelming. Um, I'm right, like, oh shit, yeah, yeah. there's like there's so many places to go, so many things to do. Um, and because you're using the new characters, you don't know how to level up their, well, you don't even really know what their, um, their starting weapon does or how to evolve it and all that type of thing. And then so it, it turns out that to evolve these starting weapons, you have to get them to level eight plus the one of the, uh, the assistant things, like not the weapons, the assistants, I can't remember what they're called. Um, you have to get that up to level five as well. You have to get it up to the max. Um, so there was like a couple of like, a, I don't want to say it a waste of time, but there was a couple of levels where I'm like, okay, I'm trying to uh, level up the starting characters. Um, starting weapon, I've gotten it to level eight. I know it's prerequisite is the crown, for instance. I've got the crown to level one. Like I still can't evolve it. And then I, I think I just, had like an endless run going on and then it was like oh okay like it's once i hit level five with this then i got the treasure chest and then it gave it to me and it doesn't really tell you that i understand half of that is the the magic of the game and oh look i figured it out but i think it's just frustrating like because it, it does present to you that 
like in one of the non-DLC stages, one of the first relics you get and it shows you all the evolutions. And then when you're looking at that, it's like, okay, um, so for example, uh, the Silver Wind, which is that thing I was talking about, that sword that absorbs heart, uh, you've got to get that to max level and you've got to get the, the Pamarola, which is the, that heart thing that regenerates your health. You've got to get that up to level five or it's max level or whatever. But when you're looking on that screen, it's just like, okay, I need this plus the heart and that equals its evolution. And it's like, okay, I have all the pieces. It's not leveling up. Like I can't find it. And I wasn't sure if it was because there wasn't something I hadn't unlocked or if there was something weird with the starting character. But I eventually, like after, it was only after two runs. I'll give him that. But it was just, just a bit weird in a way it doesn't work the same way as the base game does. I, but, but at the same time, it's, it's, once you figure it out, it's like, oh, that's how it works. And then that's sort of it. And then you can go straight through it. Um, yeah, like how, some, some of the, No, you go. How, how, how much of that's actually a problem? So, like, if, if the DLC was just more of the same, but it was just, like, I don't know, different weapons or, or characters, whatever, would it be uh, more or less fulfilling DLC for you? I don't know. Mm, now that you've said that, maybe... Uh, Maybe because I went into it after 100%ing the entire game before it, before mm. the DLC, I might have had the bad expectation of thinking it works the same way. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, like, maybe I thought, like, it, that it would be, like, new maps, new characters, new weapons, new ways to play. And that, that is true to an extent, but it's just, okay, the normal way to level up things is different in this one. And it's not like as if... The more I think about it, the more it's like it's not a long bow to draw. Where it's like, oh, it's, you just need four more levels for essentially to level up that thing to level five or the max level, whatever it is. It's not that much of a jump in logic. I think it might have been, and once again, my fault as well, because I spent so much time in the base game getting all the achievements by the time I got to this. I didn't at least necessarily want it to be over, but it was like, okay, it's not doing, I, I didn't think it was doing that much different. Let's, like, I don't want my expectations changed. And I think the way that I started playing this game is I'd literally play it for, like, 45 minutes a day, trying to knock off a couple of achievements, and that would be it. And then mm. maybe because I came into that with this in mind, I'd be doing, like, hour, hour 15 sessions, and I'd have no result because I was trying to do something else. And yeah, I don't know. The more I talk, the more I waffle. I'm like, you know what? Maybe it was me. Maybe if I did sort of, buy the DLC, put the game down, come back, put it in a couple of weeks. I might have had a better time. Well, no, it's, it's um, interesting because that, that, that's literally the stage that it's at for me at the moment, which is that I, I played and did uh, pretty much all of the kind of easy to grab stuff. And now I'm at the stage because I, I played some of it because I, I bought the, I guess, full collectors, whatever edition you want to call it, because that was the one that was on sale uh, mm. when I got it on Steam. So I unknowingly already started touching some of the DLC stuff while still just sort of playing the, the main game. And so now my problem is that, where uh, uh, until yeah. now I was able to look at the achievement list and go, okay, I'm going to go for that one this time. And then I'd, I'd play a particular character and play a particular way and then get that achievement and be like, yeah, sick. Um, you know, re result, result gained, achievement unlocked. And, and then the little dopamine hit goes. Uh, and then the little, and then the little um, monkey in the, in the, the, the little hamster in the, in the treadmill um, running all the uh, achievements uh, started slowing down because I started getting fewer and fewer achievements. And now there's still, a, there's still a lot of stuff that I need to do, but it's not clear what I need to do to get some of it. 
And so now that it's kind of a, a self-defeating, I've lost some of the momentum because it's now hard to get some of those achievements that I'm now less inclined to want to play the game. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it's kind of a, a good and bad thing. And that now when I want to play Vampire Survivors, it's just, I want to play Vampire Survivors for the sake of playing Vampire Survivors and you just play a run regardless of what happens. But um, part of me does wish that there was a, a smoother pathway to figuring out what is the kind of next thing that I should be doing because I'm too stupid well, and don't want to have to think. <laughs> also, no, there is that unlocks tab um, on the main screen and that unlocks tab is essentially the, it's a cut down, well, it's not a cut down, it is the achievement list, but they just present it in a different way. And so what I was doing is like, okay, so last 15 minutes with this character. Okay, that's what I'll do. Um, evolve this character's weapon. All right, this is what I'll do. Um, and so you can sort of track it that way, but I definitely hit that point where it's like, okay, I am playing this level to do one thing, which is 15 minutes. Um, I've gotten to the stage where it's like, um, I use that Arcana card to uh, every two minutes, everything on the stage comes towards me. And it's like, bang, 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 bang. And that includes experience orbs as well. So I've, I take the point that I have made the game literally baby easy mode, but at the same time, like if I get, let's say 12, 13, 14 minutes into a run and I need to have 15 minute run with a character, it's like, sometimes it's not that I get unlucky, but depending on the, when you level up and what weapon you get. And then if you're trying to find someone, uh, a, part in the course like where the vampire coffin is or if you're trying to look for an upgrade or something yeah you just sort of might either corner yourself or you might not be a strong enough level or you just might even have like a weird moment where you have where you skip a bunch of the experience and it's like fucking too late um so i just found it it's maybe because i was so i don't want to say burnt out because I'm, I'm still having a good time towards the end of it but it hit that point where i was like okay i'm done i've it just started feeling like you were ticking things off a box rather than getting to enjoy the game. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, that the sound of when the, the Xbox goes off and there's the ting sound, Mwah, music to my ears, it, dopamine received, thank you very much. Um, especially when it's a rare achievement under 10% and it's got like the diamond um, thing. Mwah, fantastic, you love to see it, love to hear it. But it, it definitely, like I knew the formula, I knew what I had to do, even the weapons... I'd be like, okay, I haven't used this weapon in a while, whether it's base game or DLC weapon. It's like, I'll pick this up and I'll evolve it. Nothing really changes. Like, even the shitter weapons evolve. It's a point, and like, there's like one of the achievements you have to kill 100,000 uh, enemies with this one character. I got to probably about seven minutes in that run, and I had, I didn't even start evolving weapons. I just had like six weapons. I'm like, okay, controller down, everything on the screen's dying before it gets to me. Like, I'm just going to play on my phone. Um, I just think it's a, it's an unfair characterization of that game because I played it so fucking much that I, I got very, very good at it. And I broke down the formula into a way that works for the thing for me to, to play. But the DLC doesn't add, to look back to the DLC point, the DLC doesn't add that much difference. Um, it does, the levels are cool. Um, and they do add a bit of a, interesting challenge but there's only two of those stages mm. there's like two two stages eight characters so you're gonna play you, i played like most of those characters there's a couple of like joke characters in there um so i think i played like what four or five characters per dlc and you've only got those two levels and i'm like okay i'm burnt out from the from the first six stages 
I'm going to now play the DLC stages. Oh, cool. Fun fact. I'm burned down over now. Um, but yeah, but this has been a very negative chat. It's not a negative. The, the DLC is fucking fantastic. I love it. The new weapons they introduce, they're different enough. Like the way to get to them is probably a bit more tedious than usual. But the, the new weapons are new and unique and they feel different enough. Um, it, yeah, correct me if, if I'm wrong, but it, it, it's just sounding like when you got a DLC, you were expecting them to kind of change up how vampire survivors would work a little bit. And it just ended up being more just just more vampire more survivors. Yeah, it's, it, it, didn't, and, it didn't do as big of a drastic jump as you'd expect for di- being yeah. DLC content. Yeah, and I was ringing to one of the guys at work about this last week, and he's like, hang on, Steve. So to put this in a food analogy, so you ordered a burger, and you really liked the burger, so then you ordered um, the burger 2.0, and then were surprised when you got the burger 2.0. Like, it's at what point are you just sort of, you want it, you, you, what you're looking for isn't there anymore. Like, you, you bought a hot dog thinking, you, sorry, you bought a burger thinking it would be a hot dog even though that's based off the burger. Like, it doesn't make sense. Um, neither does that food analogy. No, no, I, I kind of get it. It's like, it was, <laughs> to dig into their food analogy, um, it, you bought it thinking you'd get a hot dog instead of a burger, but instead you got a burger with lettuce. Yeah, like, and that's, just, like, yeah, that's probably a better analogy than I am. Um, what? <laughs> uh, well, no, so it's, it's just a different, it, it's a, pretty much the same thing in a nice package. There's just one or two small changes to it. Like the formula's still there. You still level up the same. The weapons are a bit different and the weapons are cool, but they don't change the core gameplay. Essentially, you're still one character walking around a map and that's it. That's your interaction. But but at the same time, I I really enjoyed it. I I did really enjoy it. It, Having the new weapons and the new characters did sort of refresh me a little bit, Um, probably for a couple runs. And then that was kind of it. I'm like, okay, it's more of the same. Um, whether that's a me thing, it realistically probably is. But I still cannot, rec- like the base game Vampire Survivors cannot fucking recommend it enough. And if you do really like Vampire Survivors, highly recommend the, the DLC because it's A, very cheap. Um, and B, there are little spins which are enjoyable. But if you frame your thinking, if you th- go in thinking you'll be getting something different, you won't be. It is more of the same. And, that, and that's good. And that's fantastic. I, I get the feeling I'm harping on something that's not fair because I burnt myself on this playing it so much trying to get all the achievements. I still had a great time. Um, and even burnt out isn't the word I'd use. I just, okay, cool. I'm done. Nothing's changed. Like I, I've had enough of eating burgers. I want to go to a hot dog or something. But I've just got to force down these last couple burgers. Um, but still, still a 9 out of 10 game. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the DLC doesn't change that, either above or beyond. Um, the DLC, it's probably by itself. Um, probably just a disappointing lack in the amount of stages that they give. Probably seven or an eight, if you're really thinking about it. But it still gives you a lot of content. It just gives you that content that you can use for originally playing the game on the original stages. Uh, and, and to take it... Your point, Pat, about how you were interacting with the DLC probably before you would finish the base game. Maybe that would have made my experience a bit more different because I might not have known or I might have framed it a bit different for me, but that is the way it was placed up for me. Mm. 
and that's it's, it's just the way I experienced it. It's the 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 context for the um DLC comment from me is that I for Outer Wilds Wilds I got that right Outer Wilds yeah um the DLC is very no, 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 different Outer Wilds yeah. Outer Wilds you mean yeah, the yeah. Obsidian one or yes okay yeah that is the Outer Wilds space no 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 sorry the space exploration one Outer Wilds yeah Outer Wilds that's what I said. <laughs> I can't believe this is happening every single time. I I made the joke the first time, thinking, <laughs> "Oh, I'm just making the joke to be um to be annoying and make fun of people that actually do this like years ago." And we're on year two doing this. But you you, you don't understand, Seth. But you see, I am an idiot. Um, but um, well, no, the, and the hardest thing about that, though, oh, yeah, I'm gonna tangent time. Those games came out in the same fucking week. Like, did they actually? Yeah. They did, all like very, very close to each other. Um, like it's, it's fucking crazy. Like the, that, ever it just seemed like they were playing chicken with each other. One being an indie game, they're gonna be chicken. One being the big, that big obsidian going, oh well. Um, but yeah, sorry, sorry, you were saying, Pat. In that, in terms of the DLC chat, the uh, what I wasn't sure about when I initially played it was how the DLC for Outer Wilds worked with. The um, I want to say Arrival DLC. Man, I'm just forgetting every name at the moment. But the the DLC for Outer Wilds, where it plays very differently, because instead of a big exploring the solar system thing, it's like here is a new, effectively a planet. It was a space station, and you get to explore the space station. But then, if you wanted to do the the, the DLC, that was all you could do because it required only doing that for a run. And it's a very different way of playing Outer Wilds, where normally it's like uh, uh lining up different pieces from around the solar system and, and seeing everything work together. Whereas this was a singularly focused, <clears throat> different sort of experience. And at the time, I wasn't quite sure what to make of that because it's a different way of playing it. But uh, on reflection, I think it was probably quite good how they did it because there was enough of the same game that I already knew and really liked, but it just took it in like a, a different enough variation that it felt fresh. Uh, and I did the same thing. If I, I finished the main game, first and then uh did the dlc but i can absolutely see uh i I guess i can see both sides of of that in uh either playing the dlc as as you go and and sort of enjoying it uh in, in in one sense versus completely finishing the game and then uh doing all the dlc afterwards and and how that could change your experience of it Mm, yeah yeah, that does sound like it's my experience as well. So but overall, yeah. Vampire Survivors uh, out of 10. Uh, Vampire Survivors, 9 out of 10. We don't give 10s out here. I don't give 10s out here. DLC, very, very good for its price. Um, very, very good in general. Highly recommend it. Game in general for its price is amazing. Like, I think you can get the game and uh, the DLC for under $10. Yeah, and that, that, that's what I'm saying, is that, that that's when I got mine. That, that, that's, that's why it was so easy to fall into the trap of just accidentally playing the DLC, because I didn't know what the DLC was versus what mm. the main game was. Um, they, they sort of made it clear in, in, the, in the level stages, but they didn't make it clear, like, characters or weapons and stuff. Uh, but I picked up both, I think, for, like, eight bucks on sale, so... Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, t- to be fair, I think Steve would have another panic attack if I didn't do that and then had to wait for the DLC to go on sale and then buy that separately. 75% off. <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> I, want, I want Steam to pay me to play it. Mm, 
You know what? I'm just going to inverse that. It should be 75% off maximum. What? Billy, 75%, okay. 75% more, you mean? No, no, no. Uh, Patrick's saying it's got to be 75% off minimum to, before you can buy it. I'm going to put out there that we should only get games when they're 75% off at maximum. Any sale higher than that is too much. Too much of a good thing. Steve, I need you to breathe, uh, okay? I'm having another panic attack. I've got to go. Cut to commercial, cut to commercial. I'm literally fucking seething right now. Uh, well, how about the commercial is just commercial, more things I'll buy at full price. Well, well, speaking of commercial and things that you can buy at full price, uh, do you want to give us any any more of a taste of Final Fantasy sixteen, Seth? No, is a ten. Let's move on. Love the way you think. Uh, eventually, I will start playing it after Ragnarok. So at least a week. Yeah, I was uh, actually. I, you know what? Now that you've actually brought it up, I was. I I was uh, did actually want to ask if you were going to like if you had started yet. <laughs> Or if you're I still just not. like on the um the God of War train, I'm I'm on the God of War train because I I am really bad about wanting to start a whole bunch of things and not finish a whole bunch of things, so I don't intend to play God of War again after this week, and so that is why. Well, after when I finish the the actual true ending, and so that is why the um uh, the discussion will be with God of War next week, and then after that I might start getting into Final Fantasy 16, and then hopefully. In the next year, because that's how long it's taken me to finish Ragnarok, I can I can eventually catch up on the spoiler cast and how much fun I've had in Final Fantasy 16. It's gonna be sick. <laughs> very very nice. Um, yeah, just very quick Final Fantasy 16 updates. Then I guess um, I'm doing the post game Final Fantasy mode now. It's been a lot of fun. I've changed up my um abilities so that so you're like, playing Final Final Fantasy 16. Yes, Final Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> um. I've uh, I've changed out my skill loadout. I'm experimenting with more things. I'm not just having Phoenix on at all times, and I'm not using his shield ability at all times now. Um, because I played Ooh, like <laughs> I played like seventy five percent of the game with those um on, and so I'm just trying other things and experimenting. There's a lot of things to dig into. It's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, still really high up on this game. Still really enjoying it. So, out of sixteen, what would you give it? No, uh, 32, since I own it twice. Since you own it twice, yeah, okay, that, that, that tracks, actually. Um, Matt, cool, well, that... Um, before, before we go to the next part, I know we usually do this in the news section, but I'm afraid I'm going to forget it by then. Um, I want to, I want to do a little game with you guys. No. Uh, Seth. Yes. We've been through this. Can't involve schools, can't involve planes. How little is the dinosaurs. Game? I'll allow it. Wait, like dinosaurs, no, like like dinosaurs. my favorite shape of chicken nugget. No, they're just What's just, just a these? lot of raptors, a swarm of raptors, maybe even a swarm of T Rexes. He's talking about Exo Primal. Come on, come on. I'm sick of the surprise. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Exo Primal came out. It's caught a lot of people off guard, apparently not knowing it was going to come out. We were also having some discussions a little while ago about whether we were going to pick it up or not because of how interest in the game didn't seem right. Yes. Um, a fun I fact about the-, the I believe the, the, um, the crossover was you were going to play it when the Street Fighter collab happened and I was going to play it when the Monster Hunter collab happened. Yeah. Um, it's something may- I want to quickly put this out there because this is like- <sighs> 
This is a really weird thing for them to overlook. But wait, 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 hold on. Is this, is this, is this some hot off the press breaking Foster Avalanche news? No, not really. This is just like... Okay, we, well, we we talked. Can you, can you I, we, pretend we, it is? I've I've already did the I already did the intro. Can we just can we pretend that it is, please? Fine. Hot off the presses. I would yeah, like okay. to. Yeah, I would mm -hmm. like to confirm mm -hmm. that the issue Stephen and I had, where we could not party up together doing cross platform um on Exo Primal, was, was in a skill fact issue. no. It it was in fact not a bug and not a problem with um with uh, uh, the beta. It, it's just a intentional design decision where you can only matchmake against people on crossplay, but you can't play with your friends on other platforms as a party, which hey, is really what? stupid because they have you do the whole Capcom ID thing so you can play crossplay. That's that's backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it fucking, is. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> So that that's put an even okay. bigger damper on me playing it because I know most people <laughs> I I would uh, play it with if they got it would be getting it on PS5 while I want it on PC, which means the, that I the, can't play it with them unless I get it on PS5. The sheer the sheer um, tension in in you leading up to that was I I thought you were saying um, when when you open that with we weren't sure if there was going to be enough interest for us to play it I thought you were going to make the case that actually there is we should be playing it. Oh, sick. I'll go pick it up tomorrow. But no, you're like, actually, we were right to, because Capcom decided that matchmaking should be backwards. Yeah, no, but Capcom made a stupid mistake. A very, very stupid mistake. Anyway, to the actual point of why I'm bringing up Exo Primal and all of these, you like... No, no, no. <laughs> you no. bought the custom edition twice. <laughs> no, not that. being shit I'm, from Europe. I'm not shitting out that much money. <laughs> um, we're going to play our favorite game where we look at the player count on Steam charts. So oh. my favorite game, my favorite game. So who wants I, to- I feel like this is this is actually becoming a more regular occurrence than any Krispy Kreme shilling we've been doing. It's because there's more live service games we get to make fun of. <laughs> we actually I I'm I'm gonna make a future note to myself. We need to build this in of of tracking play account for something each week because it is it is oddly fun and I seem to be really good at it. What are we guessing this week, sir? Okay, who uh, how many players in the past nine minutes? How many players in the 24-hour peak, and how many in the all-time peak? For Exo Primal. For Exo Primal, yes. Oh, this oh, is going to be so hard. hard one. I reckon. Oh, it's so hard. I reckon. Steven, you sound uh, excited, so you go first. Well, no, because it's on Game Pass, and probably the Steam charts will probably just be won't be very good. So <laughs> barren I, wasteland. <laughs> um, I reckon. I think it might be too high, but probably thirty thousand in the last like nine minutes, whatever it is. Uh, and 90,000 in the past 24 hours. And your time peak? Oh, shit. Uh, 350, actually. I'll, I'll say 350. About Jesus. Okay, that's so much higher than what I was going to go for. Yeah. I, I'm going to guess uh, 15K all-time peak. Last nine minutes, 1K. Last 24 hours, 3K. So the closest without going over and the winner of this round is Patrick. Um, oh, shit. The, the numbers are a little better than what he said. Uh, playing as of, uh, well, 10 minutes ago now, 1,503. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, my God. I, you know what? You know, you, you, you know I, I got to say, I gotta, everyone listening, I, I, I hate being right. I hate being able to just guess the death knell of every live service game according to Steam charts, but they call me the Oracle. What can I say? 24-hour peak is 2,916. And, Holy shit. And the all-time peak is 4,522. 
Fuck, that's bad. That's um, not good. <laughs> sure, it must be because it's like it's on Game Pass. People playing it on Game Pass, like they, I don't, I. Yuck. If okay, like this is kind of like a, 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 I guess like a question directed at Steve, just because I don't know how Game Pass works. If Exoprimal is available on Game Pass and there is a PC version, does that mean that people can play Exoprimal on PC without using Steam? Yes, actually, yes. it goes through like the the Microsoft. Game the Pass. Windows Store or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Windows Store yeah, doesn't okay. track that. Um, actually, yeah, okay. actually, you. Here's another thing. Um, PC players and Xbox players can play together through like that matchmaking if the person on PC is playing the Windows Store version, because it uses the Xbox friends <laughs> list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it would use. Yeah, uh, I knew that's where that was. Fuck, that's, that's fucking funny. psychotic. You can't even play on the same <laughs> console together. That's fucked. Um, yeah, I'm and I, I believe oh, it also it also does the inverse where PC players on Steam cannot play with PC players, PC on, players on Xbox because it's using the Xbox friend list and yeah. not the Steam friend list. Yeah, that that's they um shit, which one was it? Borderlands 3 say... was having a big problem with that when people didn't weren't able to transfer their saves from the Epic version to the Steam version. Okay, and matchmaking wasn't going to... over either. Yeah, I was trying to figure out which one it was. I wanted to say it was a Borderlands game. Borderlands Three tracks. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Um, although they introduced it, they introduced the shift ID. So that yeah, yeah, they introduced that later on, so that they could oh, later fix on. Okay. it up. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet, 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 sweet. Um, damn. Okay. Uh, can you just do me a quick favor and just look at the current player count for Team Fortress Two? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Um, let me get because I closed down the tab. Let me quickly get it back up. Um, Steam charts. The, the first result for me is going to the Exo Primal one because I've opened it up a few times today. I don't, I don't <laughs> like kicking this dog while it's down because I really liked the Exo Primal's beta. It was a lot of fun, and from everything it was, I, yeah, everything I'm hearing of people talking about it on um at Twitter, it's it's a really good game. Still, it's like oh no, it's it's, it's literally doing an anthem too. Yeah. Um, nah. Okay, do you guys want to guess the numbers or should I just give them away? Just say it. Just, just, yeah, just say the it. game. We okay. played the game. I've already been right today. As <laughs> of 14 minutes ago, Team Fortress 2 is at 87,224. 24-hour <laughs> 24, <laughs> 24 peak is 126,469. And all-time peak is 253,225. Oh my god. Steven was really entire... shooting for the moon with his all-time peak. <laughs> I was in... I was an extra zero. Like, I, if we had guessed TF2, I would not have guessed anything in the, uh, like, I, I was going to guess a thousand for the last 24 hours type thing. I was not ready for those sorts of numbers. That's, that's insane. No, the, the, numbers, the numbers are huge. Apparently, like, all the servers just filled with, like, hackers just fucking around and stuff, but the numbers are fucking huge for whatever reason. Yeah, Team Jesus. Fortress 2 is always massively popular. Where's Team Fortress 3? <laughs> Next yeah, doesn't do three. freeze. Yeah, in the ground. Where's, where's, where's Artifact Reborn coming? Now you listen anyway. here. Valve doesn't <laughs> give you anything you want. It just gives you what you need. Sales. <laughs> A Steam Deck that's not available in our countries. Yeah, It is available uh, now. No, How's only through uh, third-party suppliers. No, it is available now, isn't it? it yeah, is, I thought they resolved the stock yeah. issues. I'd have to double-check that. Anyway, um, sounds like news, which, speaking of, we'll go right to now. Da, 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 da. And kicking us off, we have some 
Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart news. Uh, resident Ratchet in training, uh, Seth. Your thoughts on running Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart on a hard drive? You know, I didn't think it was going to be possible, but it looks like it will be. the The entire selling point of this game on PS5 was you cannot run this game on a hard drive. Like that, that old thing, it's gonna combust. But because of um some PC wizardry that isn't possible, um I I'm just gonna call it uh, black magic. They've got it. Well, I mean, co- colored magic. Let's come on. Huh. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm funny. sorry. Um, so yeah. So um, it they they're going to be using a a system called Direct Storage 1.2 where um, this basically mimics what the PS5 is already doing, where they send the game's data to the GPU and completely bypass the CPU. And that just means that all the graphical assets for the game can be loaded a lot faster than they normally would in current PC climate. Maybe that also means that they're going to get sl- start slowly getting rid of um, the GPU shader caching issues that have been affecting a lot of games recently but yeah even with just a regular hard drive disc you can um you can run the game pretty fine reportedly right because it's not out yeah, yet. reportedly it's it's uh, it's <laughs> min- <Allegedly>. in minecraft <laughs> it, it's saying hard drive disc is only available at like minimum specifications where you'll be running the game at 720p 30 fps and like low graphical settings if you want to go so any my, higher than that, you should be using an SSD. Yeah. So will my um, no. five-year-old gamer laptop be able no. to run without catching fire? <laughs> You'll mm. buy the game doubt. and your PC will be combusted. But, you yeah, know, this mm. is mostly here specifically because I think it's interesting to see that there's, um, there's tech coming in place now for PC that's getting it to that point where they're bypassing the CPU like the PS5 is already doing. So PC ports should start being pretty good, hopefully, when it comes to PS5 games. Like, they're already, they're already pretty fine with um, how Returnal ended up, I believe. But just having, um, having that extra step to get them closer parity is really nice. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to the next one, I just... While, while randomly looking at what the next article is, I see in popular news items, uh, which I don't think we would cover otherwise. Uh, did we talk? Uh, did we say that um, uh, Overwatch 2 is coming to Steam? No, uh, actually. I've, I've Man, also got let's... another piece of what's popular news that I wanted to bring up after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Overwatch 2 is coming to Steam on August 10th, which means... We'll be able to start monitoring it in Steam charts. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know what we're going to not be able to monitor on Steam charts soon, though? Gundam uh, Evolution. Like... Gundam Evolution was the- Wait, um, as in it's, the... it's leaving Steam? Or what do you mean? Gundam Evolution was the, um, the free-to-play um, Gundam game that was similar to Overwatch, like just an Overwatch clone. It was a hero, um, hero shooter. Yeah, a hero shooter. Um, it, and, you know, it being free means it was also a live service game and it's getting shut down on November 29th. Oh. That game did not last very long. No, it, it lasted just a little over a year from what I can tell. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. I, I, love that, I love that live service games are now synonymous with you can dump money into this game and it will disappear in a year. Have fun. So I don't believe we ever actually talked about this on the podcast, 
specifically because when I was interested in it, I found out they didn't have any Australian servers. So they just did not let you play the game in Australia. Like you couldn't connect to the other servers to try and play it. Um, so yeah, I just gave up on it immediately. Hey, if you want to spend your money, that's your prerogative. But no, that's, that's very funny. What do you mean and spend my money? It would have been free. Seth, you literally dropped a hundred bucks on, on eight discs of music. The game yeah, but might that's have not been free. free. I don't believe... <laughs> The game might have been free, but I don't believe you wouldn't have put money into it. I still haven't put money into the Street Fighter Battle Pass. You're sure. telling yourself that. Yeah. Someone is. <laughs> might as well be you. Anyway, um, next we have uh, the access controller for the PS5 launching December 6th. I mean, it's just in time for Christmas. Which is great news. Yeah, not a whole lot <clears throat> for me to add here besides <laughs> cool to see that no. this is happening. They're like, yeah. the uh, more um, accessibility options, it's really cool. Um, and the RRP is uh, 90 US, which that's uh, about... Is, is that, that's about the price no, of a DualShock 5, I think. Is it? I feel like that's more expensive. I believe the DualSense is around $90. US? Yeah, US. Shit. I don't remember paying that much. Must have got it on sale. Boom. Steve, high five me. There, yeah, high five uh, me. Yeah. there you go. We did it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I also believe nice. that um, Xbox already has a accessibility controller. So it is it just, it it's, it's just only catching up to that as well. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, as, as you say, not really a huge amount to add. We, we've sort of talked about this in little bits and pieces, but it's just a hyper-customizable controller, just as it says, literally designed to overcome a whole bunch of different accessibility issues. So... Cool to see. Um, I hope it goes well. Yeah, always love to see things like this pop up. Um, mm. Pre-orders are also kicking off on July 21st. So, yeah. like, half a year pre-order uh, time for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of things you love to see, do you love to see the Kakarot DLC? Uh, me, 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 me. I do, I do. Yeah, me, 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 me. I do love to see it. High five me. High five me. Nice. Got him. Two for two. Quickly, while his hands are up in the air, grab his wallet. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm so glad it was you that made that call. <laughs> Imagine if Steve made that call. Anyway, um, Steve, talk, talk us through the DLC. Uh, so, this, uh, so, as we're probably all well aware, Dragon Ball Kakarot, um, its DLCs have gone forward in time, as in they've shown a bit of uh, Super and they've even done a bit of uh, Bardock, because Bardock was sort of reimagined in the, the Brawley movie from my understanding is that it sort of positions itself like that. But what they're doing is they're going backwards for this uh, and they're showing the 23rd World um, Martial Arts Tournament, uh, the last one of the actual Dragon Ball series, like where it's uh, Goku versus um, Piccolo, like back then. Um, it looks really neat. It seems like they're doing a lot more ground battle stuff, like because there isn't that many energy beams or anything going off there. Like in the trailer, there is like a, seems to be some sort of long boss fight scene between Goku and Piccolo and Piccolo just sort of aping out on him. Um, pardon the saying pun. Um, but it, it, it does look pretty cool. It does look, hopefully it's not a lot more flying around, throwing fucking mega spirit bombs at each other. It goes through some hit story beats like, uh, TN versus mercenary tower. Um, Goku versus Tien. 
you know, Goku versus TN. Uh, probably be some stuff with like Yamcha and Krillin in there as well. You'll um, also probably get to beat up Goku's wife. Fantastic stuff. Ben. I, I do like that they show everyone. that you can still ring people out as well as an option of victory. <laughs> yeah, which is fantastic because that's the rule of the thing is if they fall out, they're fucking gone, um, which is fantastic as well. I'd uh, love, to, love to see that. Yeah, and if um, you get knocked down, you have to start button mashing to get back up because you have to beat the 10 count. Yeah, yeah, because there's a 10 count as well. It, it's just all this ground kind of stuff. It does sound pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, very keen for it. They haven't announced a launch date for whatever fucking reason. Um, but I assume there might be like a... So, so the, the way they sort of structure the DLC, this is um, season pass two, and the first one was Bardock. This is the second one. So who knows what the third one will be? Um, I wouldn't be surprised, actually, um, if the third one is Broly, um, like the new Dragon Ball Super Broly. Um, yeah, that's a good call, actually. I, yeah, I was thinking it, maybe they do Red Ribbon or uh, King Piccolo. Like, if they I, just I, keep I, going I don't think backwards. They'll go back. I don't think they'll go backwards. Like, they've, they've, they've started at the end and it's like, oh, yeah, it just becomes like weird prequel stuff. Um, they, they, but at the same time, they might see how, this, how well this is received. Maybe... Let's just see how it plays. Uh, I'm very interested in it. Um, I'm very interested to see it, what happens in it going forward as well. Like I, Dragon Ball Kakarot, very close to my heart. Um, great game. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Cool. Uh, speaking of being close to things, uh, how would you guys feel about EA creating a studio where the name of the studio is literally that it is close to being taken out to the farm? Cliffhanger Games. What, I, I read what that more on... as them. I read that more as them constantly making games that end on cliffhangers. Oh, no, no. This is very much uh, EA knows exactly what's going to happen to the studio if it doesn't perform. So we're going to put that in the name of the studio. They're going to Simba them? Uh, not Simba, Mufasa them. <laughs> Simba them. Poor Simba. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, think, I think they will. Uh, well, they've established it to create a third person. Uh, Black Panther game, which I, I, I don't really have an opinion on. If it goes well, congrats. If it doesn't, they go into the farm, so. <laughs> I trust EA more with this than I trust Activision and their diversity scale to make a Black Panther game. <laughs> do you want to throw a number out as to what Black Panther would, st- would score on the Activision Blizzard diversity scale? Probably Remember an that eight. Bobby Kotick is, is a perfect he's, one. He's a minority, but he's also superpowered and not disabled. So he d- he can't get higher than an eight. You know yeah, what? Maybe a know. seven because he's male. Watch, yeah, watch <laughs> there be nothing but people of color in this, but no women. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. We have an eight on the diversity scale being made uh, in a single player game in EA. You know what? I'm glad that EA is still doing single player games. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad that EA's gone back to do single-player games after they spent so long going, no, single-player sucks, we're only going to do multiplayer, and that blew up in their face. How many times but, okay, to man? be fair, though, so did Jedi Fallen Order. What do you mean? Wait, was it Fallen Order? The, the what was the recent one? The, the, the Jedi Survivor, Survivor sequel. Yeah, that's good. Survivor Fallen still order, performed yeah. pretty well, it's just a bit buggy. Like not Wait, is, is is Survivor the sequel? I thought yeah. Survivor was was the first one. Oh, sorry. No, no the first one was the... Fallen Order. Oh shit, I got it back. Man, I'm just I'm like zero for. T- 
I can get, give me the name of a game. I will nail the Steam chart numbers. Give me, give me, or sorry, ask me to name a game. I will fuck it up. <laughs> I just, I cannot get it right. Um, yeah, no, uh, single player, uh, according to, according to this, uh, this Kamatsu article. Uh, it'll be the um, first in, uh, I think they said they, they intend to do a few. Uh, shoot, maybe I read too much into that. Uh, oh, sorry. No, it's first project, not the first. Yeah, okay, yeah. It, the first project of the studio, Cliffhanger Games, will be a third-person single-player game. So it's effectively Uncharted, but with Black Panther. Yeah, that's what I, I'd almost probably a Spider-Man. Without yeah, or Spider-Man, you yeah. know, whichever. Yeah, it's all the same thing to me. <laughs> Maybe if I'm lucky, a Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, all right. Uh, cool. I don't really know how to segue that, but speaking of being lucky, um, <laughs> don't engage. Wait, you're getting lucky? Uh, uh, um, right, maybe, maybe it's hard to know. And the reason why it's hard to know is that this, another Gamatsu article says that South Africa has rated a bunch of things, including the Borderlands compilation Pandora's Box, which I've never heard of. And according to the tags on Gamatsu, neither has Gamatsu until now. So uh, I could be getting lucky. I could be getting very unlucky. I don't know. Think of it as a Pandora's box, if you will. Uh, anything could happen, and often does. What do you reckon it uh, consists of? Do you reckon it's like everything? It's like one, two, say, three? Yeah, they say compilation Pandora's box, which all of the games on Pandora is still one, two, and three. So there's the Handsome Jack collection, which is... Um, one, uh, two, and three sequel. Is... I don't know if that's true. Is yeah, Handsome Collection including no, pre sequel? I think I think Handsome Collection is just two and pre sequel, actually. Ah. Uh, I don't think it includes one. I thought it was just one and two. How do we all think of something different? I don't know. Man, and I'm like the biggest Borderlands fan here. That's shameful of me. Um anyway, I because there is the Handsome Collection that already exists, which has at least Borderlands two. Because that's the one we all agree on. The, the um, Borderlands Handsome Collection consists of both Borderlands 2 and Borderlands the pre-sequel. Wow. Okay, so it's entirely possible that Compilation Pandora's Box is therefore including one as well, which would suggest that they'd probably be a remaster, because that's now quite an old game. Uh, yeah, really? Yeah, I'm expecting this to be, like, current-gen ports of those games. Like, get them onto the Xbox Series consoles and the PS5. And but then they just yeah. really also bundle it on PC so that it's a all-in-one grab bag for PC. They sort of, like, I don't know if it would work so well for PC. Like, the, the idea with the consoles, definitely, that makes total sense. I don't know about the PC one just because- I'm just because... saying that because it, it's also rated on PC as well. Yeah, I know. But in terms of, like, the, like uh, a selling point, um, Borderlands 2, the original, still runs oddly well. <laughs> Maybe by my specs, because my computer is dying a slow, painful death and lets me know every time I boot it up. Um, but it still runs. It still runs. Borderlands 1, I haven't tried booting it in a long, long time. But Borderlands 2 was 2012, so Borderlands 1 would be 2010? 2009? Yeah, oh, I, I wouldn't be. Roughly around that time. Around that yeah. Time. But that now being a 14-year-old game, it wouldn't surprise me if that was going to get a fresh coat of paint. Because mm. the... The graphical overhaul when they went to, I don't remember if one was cell shaded, but two definitely was. And that was a big graphical update and, and it still holds up well. Uh, like it's, it still looks pretty good graphically to play it today, but Borderlands one looks like shit. 
Well, doesn't mechanically sand. hold up, though. It's coarse and gets everywhere. Um, parts of it do. Parts of it do. There was the um, SNS munitions, which was a gun vendor which I quite liked, known for high uh, ammo capacity, and the guns just kind of looked cool to me. Uh, as well as Blast being a gun element, which was removed from every game after that point. They sort of brought it back in Borderlands 2 with like the addition of the Torg guns, which had sort of exclusive rights to explosives, but um, finding Blast sniper rifles used to just be a common thing, and so uh, they ended up bringing it back specifically with the, I think, Cobra sniper rifle in Borderlands 2 and the Torg's campaign of Carnage DLC, which wasn't even a legendary, it was like a blue that you had to get from uh, fighting uh, bikers uh, over and over again. Oh. It's a it's a whole thing, but it was basically a unique gun that was the only blast sniper in the game, and because of scaling towards the late game, wasn't even that good for end game builds. It was literally a meme to have it, just because it was so rare. It was like one of the rarest <laughs> guns in the game. Um, so there were a, a few things like that it did well mechanically, and also some of the guns would have uh, ammo regeneration on the gun, which was interesting. So uh, when not in combat, you'd you'd just run around with the gun and slowly get your ammo back. Um, and then E-Tech weapons were, were also their own thing in Borderlands 1. There's, there's a few things. I, because it's been so long since I played it, I actually don't know if it does hold up mechanically, but uh, knowing how old it is and knowing how crappy it looks, it, it does put me off wanting to replay it, if that makes sense. Um, also, mm -hmm. from what I remember of the writing, it's far grittier and less funny than Borderlands 2, and therefore... Uh, I, I want to play it less because it's still Borderlands got 2. humor in it. It's just more um, dark grunge humor. Yeah, it's not. And uh, while Borderlands 2 is more going campy and uh, trying to make like parody of itself in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, while Borderlands 1 is more like gritty and serious humor. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I. I I think the thing we take away from this is that because they say Pandora's box, it is almost certainly going to be Borderlands 2 involved because that's still their best-selling one to my knowledge. I think it still beats Borderlands 3. Um, but whether they wrap Borderlands 1 in there, which is also the purely Pandora um, Borderlands game, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, there's a bunch of other ones that, they've, that, that uh, South Africa also rated at the same time, but I, I don't really care about the other ones. Are there any in here that you guys care about? Um, I just want to quickly bring up that debate in Kaito's one. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That one's interesting because we already know that's coming to Switch, and they've uh, rated it for um, PC and console. So console, you can just kind of talk up as, oh, maybe mm -hmm. they just rated the Switch version. But it coming to PC as well is a little bit of a surprise, of a, mm. like a surprise factor. Because they haven't announced it for that yet. Cool. Uh, well, uh, you, you might hang on, say well, that- Hang on, the Grinch Christmas Adventures. Hang on, fellas. Baby Shark Sing and Swim Party. Whoa, fellas. Holy shit, we might be onto something here. Why you want to just go through the whole PG? list? No, I'm done. That was it. He, said, it. he said the L word. <laughs> no. No. That's, I have to say. <laughs> that, that's not the L word. Uh, but the L word is L4 Limited Run Games, which announced uh, 20 new titles receiving physical releases as part of their showcase. Um, any in the list of 20 that, that strike your, your fancies? I mean, let's just get uh, it out of the way. Gex Trilogy is there. <laughs> has anybody played the Gex Trilogy? It's become it's such a fucking meme that it has writing that references movies and TV shows, but is it the actually a good is, game? Is it, is it a meme from the video? Uh, sorry, from the video game, or is it a meme because that's what Donkey brought up that one time and now everyone references it to be far, to be ha-ha funny internet points? 
Oh, you both, to be honest. Um, I've actually watched, I, like, I haven't played it myself, but I've watched people play it, and it, these do seem like genuinely good games. At least two and three seem like genuinely good games. Number one is a bit rougher. Never play um, number one or anything. But yeah, no, they are, um, mate. They, they look just fine. Just about Borderlands 1. What do you mean? <laughs> Take the hint. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I went through this list. I, uh, apart from Rollercoaster Tycoon 3. Yeah, that was the one I wanted to put yeah, out. Cool. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, Yeah. Um, you guys yeah, don't cool. want to talk about plumbers don't wear ties? Not my plumbers. Um, actually, I've heard good things reading the list again um, about Shikari. Uh, I heard very good things about that. Um, it's, if it's what I think it is, it's that Shikari, a colorful tale. Um, that game that came out like two years ago. It was like an indie game. You're like painting or something. I've heard it's really good. Um, but no, apart from that. Um, um, Tomba is a little bit of a weird one because I thought Sony owns that. That was a old PS1 game. And most people... Most people I see talking about, like, why are they doing Tomba 1? They should have just done Tomba 2 because that's an infinitely better game. Or done both of them at the same time. Um, I don't know why, but Shantae GB... Uh, Shantae Advance or Shantae, the um, Game Boy game, keeps coming up in all of these things. Like, it's, it's one of the last Game Boy games, uh, Game Boy Color games ever made. So it's got, like, a lot of um, uh, history for that as and also being, like, really limited printed, so it got really expensive fast. But I don't think it's actually a good game. It's just because of the situation it was in, it got a high pedigree, and now it just keeps popping up in all of these sort of things. Um, mm. And the only other one I wanted to bring up was this game called RZ The Jewel of Paramore. Um, it's a new adventure game that's being made, and I don't know who asked for this, but it's being made in the style of the Zelda CDI games with like- Wait, hang on, that, that's oh, Steve's line. Who asked? Hey, he did it, he did it, guys. Said the line. Yeah. As far as I know, nobody's asked for this sort of thing to show up, but like someone's just gone, you know what we need more in the world? The Zelda CDI games. Um, they've actually gotten like the old voice actors from the CDI games to come in and do voice, uh, voice work for this. So like they're actually going all in on the um the like tone of it, and they they've even got like the um the MS Paint style cutscenes going for it as well. So maybe it'll be fine. Like those games were awful, but maybe like having someone like know what they're doing and making a game might mean that it'll actually be get to be a decent game. But. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on it, but it's just kind of weird that it's like after so many years of seeing these um, CDI cutscenes being used in YouTube poops to actually see a actual game come out trying to ape it. Hmm. I don't uh, really care about it. Yeah, I, I'm done. Yeah. Actually, no, Rollercoaster Tycoon 3 Complete Edition. I, who asked for this? There's that, that Planet Coaster, I think it is. Yeah, uh, Planet Coaster. I played it. That's, I think it's essentially Rollercoaster Tycoon 4, much better. Um, it seemed to capture that magic as well. I don't know. Maybe. Well, no, didn't, didn't they do a re-release Rollercoaster? Well, sorry, not a re-release, like a reboot Rollercoaster Tycoon? Like the original, um, not the original guy, but like they, they redid a Rollercoaster Tycoon recently and it was absolute dog water. Oh, potentially. I like in the same boat as the SimCity reboot. <laughs> I, I keep saying uh, reboot. It's not that they actually rebooted it. It's just there was that phase where they were like, yeah, there's already like three Rollercoaster Tycoons, but what if we just call this one Rollercoaster Tycoon? Uh, 
I don't really think so. Um, there was in 2020, there was like a weird Steam package going around, and it had. It wasn't exactly a remaster, but it was essentially a package version of everything that you could buy on Steam. I'm not sure if that's what you're talking about, but that was fucking a while ago, man. I'm I'm sure there was a. I'm gonna look this up. I'm sure there was like a yeah, look at uh, like a remake. Source me, baby. <laughs> Source you up. Um, while I look this up real quick, uh, also something that I noticed in the news, um, Ace Angler Fishing Spirits is getting an update, and I tossed an image of what the rod controller looks like into into the chat. If if you would both like to take a look, I think it looks fucking sick. I'll be honest. That's pretty neat, but it's not as good as the um the Sega Dreamcast fishing controller. True, but the, the fact that you can just strap a Joy-Con into what looks like a I mean, it, it is what it is. A glorified fishing rod um, handle is, is pretty cool. Um, whether, whether rolling the reel mashes the A button or not, I'm not sure, but it would be very funny if it did. Oh, yeah, I think that's what it does. Like, you spin it and it's just constantly mashing the, um, the A button over and over. Like, I imagine, like, reeling in is just smashing that A button, so reeling will just do that motion for you. I hate it. I mean, you hate it. You heard me. I, anyway, I don't I think this man has like a it. single speck of joy in his heart. No, he really doesn't. Roller Coaster Tycoon World. Ladies and gentlemen, I have found the source. It is a little older than thought. It is 2016, not 2020. 2016? Oh, shit. But the point is, it's Roller Coaster Tycoon, and it came out because, to my knowledge, third was the last one. Uh, and there is a Roller Coaster Tycoon collection bundle which you can get, which includes uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon and Roller Coaster Tycoon Two, but no Roller Coaster Tycoon Three, which is interesting. Um, Surely you do like Roller Coaster Tycoon Three separately. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting confused. I don't know. However, uh, the Steam reviews for Roller Coaster Tycoon World mostly negative, <laughs> um, which is what I thought. That this one released as absolute dog water, just very buggy, glitchy, um, all the all the good stuff. Um, Rollercoaster Tycoon, Deluxe, Gold, Classic. For some reason, 3 isn't available on Steam, so there we go. Maybe the remaster will come to it. Um, yeah, fair enough, Seth. Uh, your controller is bigger than mine, uh, but... I said to ignore it. I specifically said in the chat to ignore it. I was just putting it there for when I mentioned a Dreamcast controller, I would put up the picture of it in the, in the video version. <laughs> you know I don't read. You're right. I'm sorry. I, I, I should have I pulled the podcast to the side, made a little <laughs> section I need to cut out, and told you. So, Patrick, I'm going to put a picture in the chat. You I should you not talk about to it. not read this. <laughs> I'm going to need laughs. you to not bring it up. Uh, yeah, good. Um, I was really hoping to find Planet Coaster in games like this, but I guess Rollercoaster Tycoon World is so poor that none of the games that are like this recommended by Steam include <laughs> Planet Coaster. It thinks it is closer to Planet Zoo, which I find very funny. There's Planet Coaster, uh, which, very positive reviews, uh, and came out 2016. That's right, it was the double trouble. Planet Coaster came out and Rollercoaster Tycoon World came out and everyone went, wow, one of these is shit. Uh, anyway, we get to move on. Uh, speaking of me reading slash not reading, um, I'm gonna honk shoe my way through some Game Pass stuff. Honk uh, Steve, perhaps, perhaps you'd like to uh, uh, put me out of my misery with this one. Cure uh, my insomnia. Nah. So, uh, Games with Gold 
Um, hang on. Sorry. What am I trying to say here? Um, so uh, Xbox, I don't even remember. So Xbox Live Gold was the original backdating in the days of the 360 was what you would pay for to the Xbox online subscription service type of thing. Uh, and with the release of Xbox Game Pass, it's been a couple of bit like, why does Game Pass Gold still exist? Um, it's like $20 a year or something. Like it's very cheap. You don't really get anything with it. Like every month they'll release um, two free games, but they're like dog shit games that either A, no one's heard of, or B, no one cares about. So it's been like, all right, when are you fucking dropping this? Um, and it looks like they are sort of revamping it. They're not dropping it completely. So uh, their words are an evolution um, to Xbox Live Gold, but they're fucking retiring it. But it's called Xbox Game Pass Core. Um, it's priced at either nine a month or six, uh, sorry, $9.99 per month, which is American dollars, or about 60 bucks per year. Um, it's roughly, it's less than, the, I think, in American dollars, it's 15 American for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And I think maybe about 12 or 13 US. Um, but anyway, it, it is definitely Xbox Game Pass Lite. Like it only comes with um, 25 games as opposed to the over 100 or something. Um, so it'd be it'd be very interested to see what actual games they've got. Like they've got um, list here. Um, Among Us. This is actually not bad games. Like if you is Among Among Us, um, Dishonored Two. Fallout 4, Halo 5. Forza Horizon Halo 4 is uh, actually pretty good for being on there. Yeah. That, that's still a very or, good game. Yeah. And I'm surprised that Halo well. Infinite single player isn't on here. I don't, don't really think they can split it up that well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's very interesting that the games have been included. They're a better type launch than what you would expect, but then at I, the same time, it, like has... it, it is missing those Halos. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it it's, does, it's, it, it's missing it, new Halo. It does feel like it has something for everyone, though, which is something that is, like, I'm I'm glad that someone that you could give, um, you could give this package to pretty much anyone, and there would be at least one game from a list of only twenty five that they would likely enjoy, which is which is cool. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of in that same boat that the um the PlayStation Collection was uh, when they had that going for uh the PS five, um they they had like a collection of. 20 games and they covered basically every genre to make sure that there was something for everyone in that like they even they even struck some deals with some third parties to get like crash bandicoot on there or fallout 4 or um persona 5 and uh, yeah it just had a bunch of heavy hitters to make sure that if you got um playstation plus then just immediately you had like a catalog of 20 games to just choose through um what's Mm. what's interesting to me um, in like a weird way is that you get this um Game Pass core and that gives you online multiplayer and then these 25 games and then a dollar more you get Game Pass console which gives you the entire Game Pass library but they take away oh, the online multiplayer yeah yeah it's only a dollar more for Game Pass console not Game Pass Ultimate because Game Pass Ultimate is the one where you get the entire yeah. you, you get the entire library and you get um you get online multiplayer and EA um play. Oh, it's, it's just fucking down the bottom. I knew there was yeah. a, it's a, just, a, a healthy infographic. 
Yeah, um, it's just a little weird to me that you pay an extra dollar to get the entire Game Pass catalog, but they take away your ability to play online. That That's a weird one to me. I hated play, play, paying for online. It doesn't make sense. When you fucking purchased your game, don't you pay to play online? What is this, an MMO? Um, yeah, no, that, that's... Realistically, I should probably have the console one because I don't really play games on online, but then I, I sometimes I do. So, yeah. Um, interesting. Interesting indeed. Hmm. Uh, anything you want to uh, add or are we moving on? Uh, no, that was the one thing I wanted to add, that, that yeah. one little weird discrepancy there. I don't know who the target audience for this is, though. Like, is it... It's you, Steve. No, it's I've you. got Ultimate. It's always got been me. you. You know what? You're right. I'll buy another Xbox Series X just so I can get four or whatever. Oh, you, actually, you know what? You, you, should, you should buy the, the <laughs> Xbox Game Pass Core Custom Edition. Sorry, Collector's Edition. Get the, get the physical stuff shipped to you. Yeah. But, I'll, but I'll make sure that I don't have an internet connection so I can't download <laughs> the games to it. Yeah, Do you yeah, think this is some weird attempt discs. to bump their Game Pass numbers for their shareholders? Like, we got rid of gold. We're not going to count those in shareholders' numbers anymore. But look how much Game Pass grew because we forced people to get Game Pass a core. <laughs> probably not because they probably will split them up and be like, how many people went for core, how many people went for console, et cetera, et cetera. So they're sort of weird segmenting themselves. And if like, if only three people have core, like, I, I guess they, they probably see it as a way of these people aren't committed to get ultimate or even console, but they're still in the ecosystem somehow. They're still subscribed to us. For and me, I don't know if they, well, yeah, PlayStation actually does split up their regular um, extra and deluxe numbers, so maybe they would. It's just, for me, I already get the impression that Xbox is like, here's the people that are just subscribed to Xbox Live Gold, and then here's the people subscribed to um, Game Pass. But if we got rid of um, Gold and then forced everyone onto Game Pass, then we can make the Game Pass number look bigger. Maybe. I think it's more about, like, this is the... Uh, There's all tinfoil hat exam- conspiracy no, shareholders... I don't think you're wrong. Like, it probably is that aspect to it, but I think it's more of a gateway drug. Yeah. Um, like, because literally it's a dollar difference, and that dollar difference is like a bajillion games. And realistically, if you look at this lineup of games, you're not going to be playing online with any of them unless you get Fallout 76 or The Elder Scrolls Online. Or like, Horizon what are you gonna do? 4. Uh, but is there anything online to do in that game anymore? Like, just because there's an online component. Um, oh, okay. Like, I, fair, fair point, but I think. A, I think it'll likely be still running the same kind of thing that it, like, I, I don't think just because Horizon 5 is out, the Horizon 4 experience has changed significantly. It's just whether there are as many people playing it. Yeah. If you still Horizon 4 online, surely you've jumped to Horizon 5. But, but at the same time, actually, that's a good point, Pat. Uh, maybe having this core encourages people to start jumping on Halo 5 online or Gears 5 online. The core or- is there so people can play Among Us. <laughs> Actually, finally, yeah. well, you'll need online. And, and the imposter is the is the yeah, Sony yeah, show. I mean, you get that's why they're giving it away with core because that's the one that gives you online. Among us, um, but yeah, all right, I'm done speaking about that. Well, you know who else is done? Sony is done fighting Microsoft <laughs> over their merger and acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Jim Ryan is so fucking stupid. <laughs> Jim Ryan is a complete fucking nonce. Explain. 
Go on. <laughs> All right, I'll take over then. Um, so this happened like literally the last minute that it possibly could have before the um the Microsoft and Activision Blizzard uh, um uh, deadline hit. Um, Microsoft and Sony got into a binding agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for the next ten years, but only Call of Duty. Apparently, what the deal was before was that um, Sony would get to keep a Call of Duty and every Activision property for the next five years, and Jim Ryan pissed that away for an extra five years for Call of Duty alone. So if it, um, under Microsoft, Activision releases, like, let's say, another Tony Hawk game or another Crash Bandicoot game, the last two series they released, besides Call of Duty, um, they will not come to PlayStation. They, they're not contractually ob- obligated to release on PlayStation. Um, so yeah, just kind of stupid that he did that just to keep Call of Duty around for an extra five years and he was originally wanting, or originally (laughs) promised. I don't really have anything to add. I think you summarized it pretty well. Yeah, you did. Um, uh, look, fumble with the bag. Um, hey, it happens to everyone. I I fully believe that this o- this agreement only happened because it's like they they pushed it back as much as they could. The FTC court uh, case failed. Um, the FTC is still committed to trying to stop the uh, merger from happening, but Jim Ryan just signed whatever he did like the weekend, the Friday before um uh, the deadline, just to ensure that Sony got to keep something out of the merger. Yeah, it, does, it does, definitely does seem like uh, he was chucking a bit of a tantrum and it, like didn't look like he was going his way. So Microsoft, you're like, you know what? You can still get Call of Duty. Um, that's it. I'm curious though because Sony does a lot of um, external help on Call of Duty. Um, I I expect them to just fully pull out of doing any like they they send their support studios to help get the Call of Duty games going. They help with um marketing, funding, and all that, I, I fully expect them to just completely pull out of those um, agreements now. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting, uh, especially, we might as well just roll it into the other one, um, that this is all in light of the original deadline for the Activision Blizzard merger happening. Oh, I keep saying merger, it's really an acquisition. Um, yeah, the, it is an acquisition, the, the, yeah. Acquisition happening. Uh, the original deadline was July 18th, which, of course, uh, is, especially when you're listening to this, in the past now, uh, for us, it is uh, two days ago now. Um, And so within that, in the kind of dying hours, they decided that both parties would agree to extend the uh, deadline uh, for another couple months to October 18th. Uh, And by doing that, they've also ramped up the stakes by saying that now if one party walks uh, walks away, uh, there's even more money uh, to to pay to the other person, the other and party. And it's in tears even. Um, if uh, if the um deal doesn't close by August 29, and one of them um pulls away, then it's 3.5 billion. And if it doesn't close by September 15, and then one of them pulls away, it becomes 4.5 billion. It's oh, it's just it's just batshit numbers. Yeah, it, yeah, it's how to. Power to them, indeed. Oh, you didn't yeah. you didn't uh, sign your names on this contract. Uh, Twenty four hours difference between these two days. Uh, now you pay an extra GDP of a small country. 
Bobby Kotick just holding on to the pen for 24 hours to ensure <laughs> he goes past that deadline. <laughs> yep. But yeah, this uh, extension is just to ensure that um, I believe the FTC is doing something in August to try and push back the deal. And, and there's another the CMA, CMA thing happening yeah. in August as well. Yeah. Or there, there possibly is. September. Yeah, so the October deadline is just to make sure. Yeah, the October deadline is just to make sure they have all their bases covered for both FTC and CMA. Yes, Uh, and with that, we are at the end of the news section. Uh, Always a pleasure. Uh, We have an audience question this week. (sighs) Crazy, been a while. Uh, This one comes to us from. I'm trying to think of a funny name on the fly. it just said James in the email, but uh, it just says, Hi guys, uh, thoughts on uh, demo discs, uh, popular with PS2 era. Uh, I miss them. Um, thanks, thanks, thanks for the question, James. Uh, cool then great. shit now. What? There, I said it. It was cool then, it's shit now. Ah, uh, how, okay. do, how, do you, how do you have that take? What do you mean? How do I, I mean, have that take? I mean, Back in do, the- do you want do you want the demos that were on the disc to be on digital, or are just demos uh, bad now? I don't know. I played that lives as um sorry lies of P demo, and all it did like I, I like I played it. I got to a certain. Uh, I got to the boss. I some might say filtered. Some might say uh, put it down for a second um, to have a bit of a nap, um, and then I was I, I booted it back up. I'm like. What am I doing? I've got so many other fucking games in my backlog. Like, I don't want or need to play this. Um, but so it also I, kind of helps you decide if you were going to play or if you even wanted to play it when it does release, didn't it? A little bit. A little bit. But as someone who's had unfettered internet access since, like, 13, um, there is nothing but opinions, videos, takes, friends that will be playing this and will let me know. Like, my opinion on that game is, oh, it's Bloodborne, but Pinocchio. Um, reading online, that's the same. Everyone's got the same opinion. So I was like, oh, okay. I could have come to that conclusion with, like, an hour of game time or with by reading one YouTube video comment. Um, whereas back I, in the day... I think forming your own opinion on those things is more valid of a case when it, the option is available <laughs> than finding someone else's oh, opinion for oh. it. because. Let, let, let yeah, me go the opposite direction. The Final Fantasy 16 demo, uh, Patrick came in and asked, hey, so I'm not sure on this game. I know, Seth, I know you're really into it and you've seen everything. What do you think? And I gave him an essay and then I was like, well, wait a second, on. what am I let's, doing doing this essay? Go play the demo. For, for context sake, let's just, let's just be clear on this. I asked for a yes or no question and you still give me a fucking essay. Yes, because... I wasn't comfortable enough giving a yes or no answer because for me personally, I know that I was really into it. But for you, I wasn't sure on a yes or no. I'm somewhere in the middle of, you could like it for this reason, you could hate it for this reason. And then it hit me that, oh, right, they released a demo. Let Patrick play the demo and make the opinion for himself. And then he came and he's like, yeah, so I like these parts that I figured he would have liked. Wasn't too sure on these parts, and then I was just like, "Oh yeah, those are skill issues." Sent him back to the demo again. Oh yeah, yeah they were skill issues. I like this game now. No, no, I, I'm just doing it to spite I you. I want to play it. I want to play it, and I want to hundred percent it just to spite you. 
I'm going to put a hundred of my, of my hard-earned hours into this game just so I can shit on it and watch your face, watch your face fall. And that'll be an even bigger victory for me than uh, making Steven, Steven mold over me spending a hundred dollars on Finair. I will, I will not only do that, I will, I will spend a thousand of my dollars and send copies to all my friends and they will all play it and also all play it for a hundred hours. And then at the end of, at the end of the hundred hours, we'll also all come back together and talk about how shit it was. How much they hated the, the anti -spoiler every minute cast. of those hundred hours. <laughs> the anti-spoiler cast, just all silence. But no, I, th I think, so, and that is a good point. You do bring up a good point. Um, and it probably actually is a good argument against what I'm about to say. Is so that don't say it. No, watch me. Because um, I've got a <laughs> counter argument. You're talking. I got to <laughs> listen. I'll, I'll my, I've already got a counter argument to my counter argument. Um, oh, that's how you know the argument's really strong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 10 steps ahead of myself. Fuck you guys. <laughs> we, we were talking long enough for him to have the argument with himself in his head. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's why I'm done. Um, no, anyway. Um, so time is my most valuable resource. Um, between playing Oztag twice a week, doing boxing, hanging out with a girlfriend, working, Oh my God, sleeping. we get it. You go outside. Shut up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know. Going outside, eh? Look at this guy. I wish I was inside playing video games. That's what I'm trying to say here. Wait, um, wait a second. How do you play Oztag if you're not going outside? I play virtually. It's in his rumpus room. <laughs> it's in the VR. The oh, meta quest. Oh. Yeah, sometimes I wish it was. It's so cold outside at the moment. But anyway, yeah. So my time is very limited. So picking up a demo for an hour or two is pretty much like, okay, that's an hour or two that I could have spent playing a game that A, I've already bought, B, it's on Game Pass, or C, I wanted to play. Like, it, it doesn't. All it is is adding more fuel to the fire of like, oh, cool. Like, I played this game. I like it. Okay, back of the fucking queue to you. Like, I'm not going to buy you when you come out. Like, I'll see you in six years when it's 75% off or <laughs> when it comes to Game Pass. Like, it just, it's just a weird waste of time. Like, I, man, think, I think we need a split here, though. We're not just talking about dropping an hour into a demo for a particular game. Because yeah, yeah, okay. I, Very true. So I'm, I'm reading this in the context of the OG demo discs for PS2. That came right? with like Where, 20 demos on the disc. So it's so half right. So it came with a bunch of demos, but not all of them were playable demos. Remember how some of the demos were just like, literally there was a trailer. Some of the demos were just the trailer or like I a gameplay trailer. Actually. I'm, uh, I'm, vaguely, fairly, yeah. I'm fairly certain. It's been, it's been a, a good few years, but I don't remember being able to play some of the demos that I wanted to play because they showed gameplay trailers and that was the demo. It was like, hey, if you buy this game, this is what you could do rather than getting a chance to taste it for yourself. So yeah, right. I'm, I, I yeah, don't remember okay, those, but I, can, I, I fully believe you that those were in the discs as well. Yeah, so I'm, I, I guess my opinion on these is that uh, in the context of when that was relevant to me was when I was young enough that I didn't even know what different genres of games were. And so the Wild Wild Racing demo, which came on my, I guess, 2001, 2002-ish PS2 uh, that I actually got from Australia because it wasn't available in New Zealand at the time. Um, thanks, Dad. Uh, he didn't get it for me. He just came back with it and then he ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the Wild Wild Racer uh, trailer was a it was two levels of the game, and I played that a lot. And then I discovered that I really liked racing games. Um, similarly, the SSX Snowboarding Supercross One demo was uh, Elysium Alps, which was again just one. It wasn't even the first course; it was the second course in the game. 
uh, and those discs, uh, that disc, exposed me to so many different genres of games, even the ones that I couldn't play. It was just, do you like the look of this game? Do you think you would enjoy this game? Where this is at a time where internet wasn't a thing. I was too young to be able to like ask or talk to other people that either had the games or just knew more as to whether these games were any good. Uh, it, it did a lot of heavy lifting in terms of information sharing, which I don't think is so much of a barrier nowadays, that in terms of, for me, what the purpose of the demo disc was, as the demo disc itself, not game demos, but just as the demo disc, it no longer needs to exist because we have so many other ways of finding out that information. Do I think demos as like game demos are still valuable? Absolutely. Not for every game, but for cases like the Final Fantasy 16 one of, I haven't really played that many games like Final Fantasy 16. I don't know if I will like this. And seeing that the game is like, to be fair, like 90 bucks because I went to the cheapest place I could buy it physically, but ordinarily like $120 to bank that on a game that I may or may not like where on the tin, it's pretty clear that like, hey, you might not even enjoy the first 10 hours because a lot of that'll be tutorial. But if you get past that, you might enjoy it. It's really hard to make that call. So I'm, my stance is demos, yes. Demo disc, great then, not as useful now. Yeah, I okay, think, I'll, I'll I think the that. concept of the demo disc can be workshopped into a current format that makes a lot of sense. Um, so piracy. Yeah, taking the idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, not piracy. Although maybe maybe you're right on that one. Um, but no, hey, like every, every you, demo's a game. Every, every game's got a demo if you go to the pirate bay. <laughs> it is. This is easier on the um at the PlayStation and Xbox storefronts than it would be on Steam because of just how much shit is thrown onto Steam. But yeah, um, it, like you could do like a bi-weekly or a monthly roundup. Like have someone on those stores do a roundup of like here's the things that have released in the past month or the past couple of weeks. Here's, and if they have a demo, like here's a catalog of the demos for those games or just a catalog of trailers. Like just in case you missed something, something slipped under the radar. Here's all the, like, all the most recent stuff. And here's a, like, here's a store page for you to get into um, understanding what has been coming here. And if you're going to be interested in anything like this. You, you say workshop the format. Isn't that what, uh, well, my experience of getting the Final Fantasy 16 demo was that. I went to the PlayStation store and it was like, hey, Final Fantasy 16 came out recently. Would you like to try the demo? Go here. And it, right, it but feels what's, like there, what's there already is just like the big hot new release. What I'm suggesting is rounding up everything that released in the past two, two weeks to a month. Um, oh. If it has a demo... You're suggesting that we collate all that information and then put it into a digestible two-hour weekly podcast format where we talk about it uh, and, exactly. and get people to experience it. Yeah, okay, I'm on board. I'm on board. I see where you're coming from. I like it. But yeah, essentially take the, like, what's hot, what's new page and turn that into the demo disc. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, yeah. the weird thing is, I suspect... I'm, I'm not, I don't think Sony or Xbox are doing anything first party like that, but I suspect there are a few places that are doing that as a third party service. Kind of Maybe. like- Maybe, um, I'd have to look into that. I, I feel like it's, it's similar to like the, the um, uh, oh, what was it called I in Steam? I think EA where... subscription service has a thing where it's like, you can play the first two hours of 
our games yes. if, yep. if you're subscribed. Yeah, they do. And uh, there's also on the highest tier of PlayStation Plus, you have access to some extra demos that you don't normally get, I think. I, it might be the same way where you just get to play the first I couple hours. Yeah, I think it's just like play the first couple of hours of some select games. I think God of War Ragnarok mm-hmm. is on that list. Like they don't have a demo, but if you have the highest tier of PlayStation Plus and you can play those first two hours, yeah. And I yeah, think that I, sort of system works pretty well. Um, the, yeah, the interesting one for me is if you're playing a demo disc and it's like, because I, I, okay, in terms of age, I was way younger, but it still threw me when I played the SS, like the snowboarding supercross demo and it's the second track. And so when I got, get the game properly and then I boot the game for the first time and that's not the first track. So I, I could smoke anyone on the demo track because that was the second level but that's not the first level of the game. And so I get my ass kicked on the first level of the game because I've never played it before. It's interesting. It's like the the icon challenge where like, oh, this is the true gameplay experience, but it's not the start of the game. So which one do we think is more likely to hook people in? It's not really, it's not really yeah. a question that I want answered. I'm just saying it's sort of like an yeah, interesting food for thought thing in terms of like yeah. if you're demoing something doing a you can play this for the first couple hours is an interesting premise but is that the most effective way to demo the game yeah no i think you gotta like okay giving an actual answer to the thing you don't want an answer for um mad yeah i love that yeah Final fantasy 16 actually does that because they give you like outside of that um first two hour prologue section they have that iconic challenge bit which is they give you abilities from late in the game but they set it in a dungeon that's fairly early in the game. Not like one of the first ones, but it's early enough to still be like kind of learning the ropes of the game, but it's giving a bit of a challenge. And I think that's a, that's a good way to do it. Like you're not doing it very, very, very early where it's trying to teach you and tutorialize you too much, but it's early enough that there's that slight bit of challenge to hook you. Hmm. Uh, anyway, I've said my piece on where I think demos and demo discs lie. Uh, any final thoughts from either of you two? Uh, no, I have the same thing. I think it's uh, it is a time thing, and I think demo discs were fucking sick back then because there was like what I could get one game a year, and I just fucking play the same game yeah. over and over. That's <laughs> so um, true. <laughs> yeah, there was one of, one of my friends at school, and I'm not sure whether he scammed me or not, but he. Um, we gave him a demo disc one time and he like, I'm not sure if he cracked it or he did magic to it, but he like, he unlocked like two or three of the games on it. So we had like three games on this one disc that were demos. I can't remember what games they were. I think one of them was brute force that weird fucking Xbox launched title. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought that was fucking magic. Um, but yeah, no, they had their place. I don't personally, I don't think demos exist now, but that's me having game pass, having a shit ton of games that I've bought, for like 80% off and they're in my backlog. Um, I'm just scared of adding more things to the backlog, fellas. <laughs> I am desperately asking uh, some person to pay PS5. me $1 billion. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Do not do insider trading. Go straight to jail. Wait, hang on. All right. <laughs> Yuji Naka moment. Um, nah, whatever. Yeah, cool. Um, final thoughts from you, Seth? Yeah, no, I've... I kind of essentially hit my final thoughts when I said we should try and make like a digital version of demo discs. Like the the concept is uh, of a demo disc is still sound. It just needs to be updated for 
modern sensibilities. Mm. Well, uh, thank you, James, for asking that question. Uh, for anyone else that would like to ask a question that we may or may not get to, uh, get in touch. We're on Facebook at Fast Travel Lounge, Twitter at Fast Travel Lounge minus one of the L's. Thank you. Actually, except for Tom. Tom, you can't vote in. Stop writing in. <laughs> we don't want to know about the ethics of sleeping with animals versus eating them. We don't care. Stop writing in. Stop asking us. Or good old it feels like he's still holding on to anger from the last time he mailed us six months ago and we told him to stop. Yeah, definitely. That, definitely feels like I that. Brought that up, I brought that up to my Bucks party last weekend. <laughs> and then they kicked me out. And they wait, were right to wait, do wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. We're using a controller? <laughs> he's laughing because you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> hit the at controller a, at on a Bucks the party kick. and he's got a controller. SMH. SMH. You don't know I play Overwatch 2 with this. <laughs> We're at, like the strip club or something, and I'm yeah, just playing yeah. a switch. <laughs> it's like the saddest person. Remember, infinite money up, down, left, uh, up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B. <laughs> um, anyway, or, or mailbag, pastoralunch at gmail.com. Um, whatever platform you're listening to this on, uh, giving us a, a rating or review really helps us out, helps more people find this absolute degeneracy that we call a podcast every week. Uh, and we thank you in advance for doing it. Uh, but that brings us to the end of episode 82. Uh, anything that you guys want to tease up for next week, I will likely talk about Ragnarok. Uh, anything from either of you two? Seth, don't say Final uh. Fantasy 16, swear to God. No, I'm trying to think besides Final Fantasy 16, and I'm not sure. Um, actually, actually, I I am sure. Um, hang on, let him be sure. Let him be a bitch. <laughs> hold on, let me let me pull oh up my Steam library because um, Gravity Circuit was on sale on Humble. I talked about this on the news docket a couple of weeks ago, and it was fairly cheap, so I bought it. So I'll give that a go. This is the this is a game that looks like very Mega Man X inspired. Ah, yes, yes, I do remember you talking about that. Yeah, so oh, yeah. So I got um, that. I'll give it a go and I'll get back um maybe next week, maybe the week after. Steve? Uh, what am I gonna be doing? Um hopefully I finished Sony 3 by then. I know it's been a fucking while, but man, that fucking that last part of the game with Tartarus is a slog. Um Breath of the Wild as well. I get the feeling I'm close to finishing that. Oh, Tears of the Kingdom, 20. you mean? Sorry, Tears of the Kingdom, sorry, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very far away from finishing that. I can just tell. Like, I think I've hit, like, the last 75%, but I just, there's just a lot of stuff going on in that game. Yeah, if I'm doing just the story content, I feel like I've got a couple of hours left in that. But because, yeah. because I push it back to play 16, I kind, I, I'm debating if I want to go in and do the rest of the shrines and stuff. But at yeah, the same time, I, I feel like I might just go and push to the ending and move on with my life. Yeah, I sort of do want to do a bit more shrines, but like, it's like, I, what, what's the point? Um, Especially if you've, uh, um, if you've upgraded your armor, you're taking a shit ton less damage. Yeah, like I was thinking about like, like hunting around for some armor and stuff. Um, just finding some really cool ones, but there's just a shit ton of stuff I've missed. Like there's like what the fierce deity mask and a bunch of other, like, and all the things from the underground. The, um, the depth. Of we, stuff. We, yeah. we 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 teasing next week. Are we doing a fucking tears we, the no, kingdom discussion. We, no, we're doing we're doing next week right now. Um, but no, you're right. I'll, <laughs> hey, I'll be on episode eighty three. Um, I'll be doing something. I'll be doing something. Yeah, I'll be doing something. That's definitely a threat. You should take that very seriously. It is a cry for help. 
Um, no, okay, that all sounds good, uh, as always. Uh, as, uh, you probably guessed, this is the end of episode 82. Thank you so much for joining us in the Fast Travel Lounge this evening, this morning, this day, however you're listening to us. Uh, but, until next time, I've been Patrick, I've been joined by Seth and Steve. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Happy birthday, Final Fantasy 4 and Final Fantasy 10. No, happy birthday to the Women's World Cup. Up the Matildas.